Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. Welcome to the Bass and Brews podcast, your weekly distraction from other high-quality podcasts. And now, your host, Alice from Swamp Rat Fishing, and the co-hostess with the mostest, the Jabberhammer, Paul Roberts. Welcome back. Another Bass and Brews podcast here. We are your weekly distraction from quality podcast content. Uh, the only reason anybody listens is because we actually bring on people that they want to listen to. That's why Alex aren't on here by ourselves anymore, because we're just two idiots that nobody wants to listen to. Um, and that includes me and him. Alex is not here. He sent me a message. I think he's got like 17 more days and he's back. Thank goodness. That way, the Tiki Tack will have some more content coming out and all these other things that he does. Um, you know, he'll be back to, to handle that side of the business, and I can sit back and be pretty and, and do my little thing. But tonight, we have two special guests. One is uh, returning as a host, and the other one is the commish, Mr. Vinny. What's up, dude? How you doing tonight? Oh, I'm chilling, man. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. The excitement is oozing out of your ears and eyes and everything else. (laughs) (laughs) I'm letting the coffee do its thing. And in a few minutes, it'll be in the bloodstream. We'll be good to go. There there we go. And then you won't be able to go to bed until 2 o'clock in the morning. I love it. That's a little of what I'm afraid of with these 8 o'clock podcasts. But that's all right. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Well, hey, man, we could have started earlier, but you had had, ball practice. Yeah, man, I'm coaching football now. Um, I coach little kid football on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I don't even know what day it is. Yes, Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> I'm at softball Mondays and Wednesdays, and I drop little one off at Taekwondo on Fridays. So I stay nice. pretty busy on top of the real job. There you go. You got about 18 side jobs. Tonight, co-hosting, we have Hook Sets with Wifey, a.k.a. Yes. Tori. How are you, Tori? A squirrel with wine, but it's cider. Here we go. So I had to be here since Alex is still gone. We needed somebody that was short and can fish better than Paul. So since Alex couldn't fill those shoes tonight, I am here. Well, I'm glad she said better um, than you and me. Yeah, well, that's the truth. And her voice is just as annoying as he is. <laughs> so he's like the swamp rat, and I would be like the the wine squirrel. Okay, the wine squirrel. More like more like the, the nutria rat. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to have Kamish. I'm not gonna call you that again. I don't like calling you that Vinny to be on. Um, I feel like Vinny is probably somebody who's been mentioned more on this show than any other like celebrity or content creator. Like is that a good thing? Um, well, I am the self-proclaimed Bass and Bruce historian, so I've listened <laughs> a lot. And your name, your style, your um, 
perseverance and even um, your hair have come up multiple times on this podcast. Well, I mean, the hair, obviously. Yeah. I'm sure, pretty well, sure yeah, the style, uh, you're referring to some leggings, legging conversations. And yes, uh, my perseverance, yes. I don't know. <laughs> that could be a lot of things. <laughs> but I guess I can let you open up that can of worms here in a minute. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, we good. Our can of worms here are big. Uh, I hope they're very large. They're like that can of beans from, from uh, what the hell was that movie? Damn it, I just lost it in my head right now. Uh, anyway, no, I'll come back to it later. I remember it and probably about the end of the podcast in the middle of Tori's questions. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt her uneloquently to say it. Dennis the Menace, the real Dennis the Menace that came out in the 90s mm. when he was in the camp, the guy was eating big old cans of beans. There we go. Yeah. I knew it would come back up at a good time. Well, look, Vinny, we got you on here for for uh, quite a few different reasons. Um, but one of them, tell us tell us how you got to where you are right now, sitting in front of us on a podcast at 8.07 on a Tuesday in the year of our Lord, 2022. What's the story? Man. What is the history? Uh, you know, I've given this, this story before it's, you know, it's nothing too crazy. We, uh, we started Queen City. I started Queen City about eight full years ago at this point. Uh, I was fishing some series here in the Carolinas that really just didn't fit my, my, uh, personality, my style, my region of where I lived. And I looked at my wife and I was like, you know, I, I think it's time we start something here in Charlotte and, we literally sat down at a Bojangles one night. It was right up there in the Atlanta 521. And I was like, I'm going to start a little something, you know, it won't be anything crazy. It'd just be a couple guys fishing for money locally. And uh, I mean, God, eight years later, I'm on a podcast with you two fools and we are, you know, expanding into year nine. And, and my name somehow has spread across the nation as a, as a director. So it started as wanting to fish home and it turned into, I don't even get to fish anymore, but it's uh, it's been a journey, <laughs> so it's been well, fun. Back up, back up a little bit. What what is what is the fishing story? What what got you into it, and how did you how did you get into the kayak competition side? Uh, so I grew up fishing in New York, uh, New York and New Jersey in the saltwater. I grew up catching bluefish, flounder, you know, sea bass, black bass, everything that we would catch up north in the ocean. And then after college, we moved down here, and I had never really bass fished ever. You know, maybe when I was a kid with a bobber and minnows, but never for real bass fished. And when you come mm. to move to Charlotte, you don't have salt water. So you learn if you're somebody like me and you just love to fish, you figure out how to bass fish. So the apartment complex we moved into, we were 22 years old, had a pond. And we went out there with a, a pink knockoff Senko back in the day. And Mary caught a bass on a little gold hook. And we were like, oh, look at this. This could be fun. And, uh, you know, I, I just started to fish some apartment complex ponds, neighborhood ponds. I, I started trespassing golf courses. Uh, a couple guys go. along the way told me, hey, you got to throw a wacky rig. You know, this is how you throw a wacky rig. Learned how to throw a couple different baits. And then one of my coworkers, he was the, the music slash chorus teacher, uh, Daniel Weinkoop at Martin Luther King Middle School, was like, have you ever kayaked? Now, you got to understand, I'm fresh out of New York. You know, I've been down <laughs> here even a couple years I had not been redneck yet. And he was like, you got to go in a kayak. I said, what the hell did you say to me? Go in a kayak. I had never been in a kayak. I'm 25 years old, right? A PE teacher. 
And he's like, man, let's go kayak fishing. So in my head, I'm thinking there are two adult dudes in a kayak. Like, right? <laughs> so I, dumb, I dumb and dumber on the water. Right? So I show up, and what the hell was it? Two adult dudes in a kayak doing this. And I was like, oh, my God, we're in a tandem. And uh, and I caught a fish that night, and he caught some fish that night. And I was like, man, this is pretty cool. And he let me borrow one of his. We went to the river on Lake Wiley, which is known as, like, Bobby's now and Dale's. Um, and then it was April before my daughter was born. So about 10, almost 11 years ago. And I went to Dick's and I bought like a $250 sit in mm. 10 and a half foot kayak. I put a fish finder on it and I went out and I was fishing Lake Wiley and I didn't know what I was doing. It was like, you know, Google, what do you throw in October? A 10 inch worm? Oh, sure. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't have a clue and, um, fished for a few months. And I jumped in my first tournament. Like it, it had to be like the second weekend I was in a kayak, and uh, it was with a crew here in Charlotte, small little tournament. And from there on, I don't think I ever stopped. I mean, I got my teeth kicked in for years before I cut a check or before I got a big win. And uh, I'm a, just a competitor by nature. It doesn't matter what I'm doing; I need to compete. It, it does not matter. And and that is kind of how we got where we are because. If I'm going to direct, I want to be the best director, right? So that part of my personality that I can't really control is really why I'm sitting here with you tonight. But um, that's how it all started. And when I go into something, I, I like to be good at it and I want to learn. So I just kept fishing, kept learning and, and growing tactics and, and lures and baits and colors. And I've done okay over the years. So you got a nice yeah, check sitting right behind there. you that we can see. Yeah, I was about to say he's done okay over the years. Hobie BOS tenth place, right where I mean, we can see it. You've done okay, just okay, <laughs> just okay. That was a hell of a comeback, okay. though. I've, <laughs> yeah, that right there, the one you can actually yes. see, is uh, yeah, that was something right there. But that was that was never give up is what that was because I should have tucked my tail and went home Saturday night. There's and that would, perseverance. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a good friend saying, yo, dude, let's just go fishing. And I showed up and, you know, it feels good when like 10, 11 years of on the water experience just comes into play. And not only comes into play, but it works. And I was like, mm -hmm. Matt, you know, I'm sure people have heard the story, but I was like, Matt, did you guys fish here yesterday? And he's like, no, why? I was like, you went past this right here. This thing, you went past this yesterday? And he's like, yeah, dude, we didn't fish it. Why? And I threw my jackhammer in there and I stuck a 21 and I was like, that's why. And I threw the jackhammer <laughs> in there again and I stuck another 20 and I was like, dude, you're out of your mind. And I did it again. And I had 63 inches in three casts. And he was like, mm -hmm. I guess we're fishing here. And, you know, long story short, I think I caught 12, 20 inches that day without mm. moving. And, um, and he caught, he had a handful of 20s. I brought another buddy, Skip. He had a 21. So it was just insane, and uh, that's what that is right there. But there's a little one over there you can't see, and that was my seventh place last year at Hartwell. And that one, mm. you know, that wasn't perseverance. That was hard work. I hit, like, 14 different ramps or something crazy, and uh, I got on something and, and stuck with it, and I finished seventh out of, I don't know, Tori, what was it, like 160 people on Hartwell, I think? I didn't fish then. Yeah, so. <laughs> but it had to be. If it was, was that one a Hobie one, too? Yeah. So it had to be at least like 160. Yeah, I, I was, was just um, a wife watching back then. Yeah, I love, <laughs> don't get me wrong, you know, I, the national series, the national stuff is amazing. I love it. 
feeds the the competition. But you know, it's it's hard. It's real hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm still waiting for that that big national win. Um, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but you know, it when will it happen goes, for you. You got the perseverance in the drive. Next month in, in November. There you go. That'd be a good time for it to happen. That would be a good yeah. time for it to happen. We believe yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so I got a lot of wins and a lot of caches, but I want that big one. Yeah. And you are the commish, and I will call you the commish. I'm going to put the D <laughs> in front of it. This ain't this. This is Facebook circa 2006. The commish <laughs> of Queen City kite bass fishing, uh, usually referred to as. QCKBF or just QC. Most yep. of the folks know about it. Uh, you've already told the story about starting at Bojangles. And, you know, it's just a few guys getting together to fish for money. Today, how many few anglers, women and men, are fishing for money in your tournaments on average? Uh, at this exact conversation on November 4th, I believe the average is 130.3. Is I think what it's we're October fourth. We have I have not rated my kids uh, Halloween candy yet. You're a month ahead. <laughs> oh, did I say? Oh, Jesus! I'm sorry. I told you I'm tired. It's late. Um, yeah. So October. How 4th, much was it? Uh, I think we're at one thirty point three right now, and that was with a very mm. small showing at Murray. Uh, I don't know if it was the weather, the time of year. I don't. I don't know. I don't look for excuses. Yeah. We had seventy six people. It was a small event. It took our average down a couple guys. Uh, I'm. I'm curious to see what we end up with at our next event, but I think we'll end the year at a, we'll just call it 125. I think we'll end the year at so, yeah. So just a still a small group fishing for a little bit of money. And th- and for folks that don't know, this is this is a quote unquote local club. This is not regional or national. This is based out of the Charlotte area, North Carolina. Um, it, it one thing that I probably think. Uh, that helps, and we can talk about that at some point in this conversation, is where it is centrally located in the Carolinas, you can tap into a lot of different areas where a bunch of folks fish. And not only yeah. that, you're you're within reasonable driving distance, some really, really good bodies of water, large and small. Yeah, so when we started, the whole theory, it's, it's hysterical, actually, because the theory was I, I didn't want to drive anywhere. I was driving two hours per tournament and I was over it. And I was like, I want to fish home. We have good water home. So when we started, it was home. It was Norman, Wiley, Mountain Island. Man, I, I think a big travel event back then was Baden Lake, which is like 75, mm-hmm. 80 minutes for people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we just continually kept growing and growing and growing. And before you know it, you can't fit 60, 70 people on Mountain Island and enjoy your experience, Right. No offense to anyone, but I don't want to see you when I'm tournament fishing on my dock or my point or where I'm going. And it's like, well, he already hit this whole bank, right? So so it was like, wow, well, you know, we have to move out a little bit. And then we started moving out a little bit. And guys were like, well, why aren't we going to Santee? And I'm like, dude, Santee's like three hours away. Like, we started <laughs> this to be here. And you want to go there? And then it got to the point where it was like, well, we have to go there. We have to go to Santee. We're Queen City. So we went to Santee, and now you take what's happening next week. Well, why aren't we going to Raleigh? They have one of the best lakes in it. Okay, so we're going to Raleigh. So it's three hours the other way. And it turned into – it went from here to boom, and then next year it's even bigger. And we just – you know, we just keep expanding throughout the Carolinas. We are what you said, local, considered local, considered grassroots. 
I don't really know what the definition is to get to that next level. I guess we have to leave the Carolinas. We are a two-state club. So I don't know if we have to expand even further to get a, a regional title. I don't know. But, you know, I've I've moved slow on purpose over the last eight years. Mm-hmm. I've never – right, I could have probably done this expansion on a smaller level three, four years ago. But I've never wanted to move too quick and, and trip and stumble. So I've gone slow on purpose. I've grown slow on purpose. And, mm-hmm. uh, and this move – of what we're doing next year in my little household, it's a big move, you know, and uh, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of, a lot of potential things could go wrong. And um, so we're excited about it, but yeah, we are still, we are still Carolina based. We are still Carolina based. So on Sunday, you dropped the 2023 schedule for Queen city. And it was a, you know, the big to do. You had a lot of people on the platforms watching live. Um, We've been you, watching you made it for months. Months. <laughs> did I do a good job at, at keeping you guys on your toes, though? Yes. I think, I did. I think there was like a countdown, like an it was like an advent calendar going down to drop off. <laughs> <laughs> he shipped that. He shipped that little candy calendars that you unwrap a you know a piece of chocolate and eat it every night, waiting, and then we got the a biz day every know. day leading up to the drop. <laughs> Oh shit! I should have been on that. The hell, y'all forgot about me on some biz baits. You dropped the schedule. No, we, uh, you had a lot of people interested, and it was it was a big deal because of some of the expansion you're talking about now. So, talk about your schedule going into 2023. And I know you and Tori have a few things uh, that you want to dive into on that. And it's going. I and y'all mentioned it earlier. And that's awesome because one of the things y'all are going to talk about is one of the reasons why I live in the Raleigh area. One of the reasons why we have a couple clubs here, but something Tori said is one of the reasons why I I'm, I'm excited that where I am, we have these tournaments here. So go and talk about your tournament schedule and, and you and Tori can dive into some of y'all's little tidbits. So I just mentioned how it started local and then it expanded. And then I got some, feedback maybe of the negative kind that we were driving too much and we were traveling too much. And my response is, you know, this is what the guys are asking for. If, if I ask you where you want to go and 70 people say Santee, what am I supposed to do? Say no. Mm -hmm. So we, so we went further and I gave you Raleigh and I gave you Santee and I gave you Murray and all these really, really big names. And, but what it turned into was you probably had to leave, Friday and stay over somewhere and fish and then go home, which is time and money and return on investment and all that. And I get all that. Um, so I tried to accept some of the feedback, but still didn't want to crush what we are. We still have to fish those big bodies. So I took the main series and I kind of centralized it around Charlotte again. So we're going to hit like Norman twice, the Yadkin chains twice. That's four. Um, we have two clashes. So that's six events where you really don't have to leave right here. And then we are, yeah. And I know, you know, some people are going to be extremely excited about that. And then you got some people who are going to fish all 18 events and we'll touch on that here in a minute too. So we have six without you really even having to leave the area. And then you got your amazing Hartwell Murray Santee tours that you have to do. And then we have one that is literally going to be massive amount of water like both sets of carolinas and that's the native no limit event 
So, mm. so technically, seven times you don't have to leave Charlotte. And for people like Tori, who seem excited about that, that's that's good. But what I didn't want to do was now force people outside of this area to come here 10 times a year. So I added two divisions. So we, we have amazing support. And I got to give some shout outs if I'm going to start talking about this stuff. So Big Adventures and Native Watercraft, uh, you know, they are tremendous in the world of Queen City. And they are, I had one conversation with Big Adventures and Tyler and he was like, dude, I'm in, let's do it. So we're going to expand West and we're going to give, there is a population of Western Carolina anglers that we never see. Um, And then there's a population of Western Carolina anglers who come to everything, but they're driving three hours every month. Mm -hmm. So we have some amazing, beautiful fisheries in the mountains that guys will use as like vacation spots that we're now going to have events on. (laughs) He's double fisting the one beer. Um, So when when Tori's on, when Tori's on, (laughs) we have to do that. We, um, yeah, (laughs) yeah. The new, when the Nutria rat is subbing for the Swamp rat, you know, we have to follow along. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we went west. Uh, we're going to give a group of anglers that way an opportunity at a minimum to have four what we'll call home events. And if those anglers care about chasing the TOC, all roads lead to the TOC, then they'll come fish for Charlotte-based events as well. Um, and then we did the same thing south. Now, the south, this division is, if I lived any further south, I'd be, and I was an angler, I'd be jacked up. I mean, the south division is Hartwell, Murray, Santee, and then open, open water. Oh. That schedule is fire. Yeah, I must say so. The guy who made it's a genius. So, <laughs> so no. <laughs> uh, and then, so Snap those guys, right? <laughs> so those guys in the south, have six events right around them that they're going to get to fish. They're going to get Santee twice, Murray twice, Hartwell twice, and then they can have Watery in the clash. So they never have to leave their circle unless they choose to leave their circle and chase the TOC. All roads lead to the TOC. So I keep saying that because to qualify, you have to fish your divisional series and four of the main trail events. So So you have to fish all six in your division. And then four. Four Four in your division. Well, we'll count your top three. So technically, three out of four in your division, and then four out of ten in the main. Mm -hmm. So I I think I think I limited travel for people who are concerned about travel. Mm -hmm. And then the other side of that fence is I gave people who don't care about travel eight more events to go win a minimum of one thousand dollars. So I'm excited for it. Uh, and I guess the only way we'll know if it all works out is February 18th when we go to Kiwi to open. Well, dude, 18 damn tournaments in one season on one trail is <laughs> that's crazy. And, and you have guaranteed payouts at every event, right? Yeah. So the um, so the five main events, I'm sorry, let me rephrase. The five main trail single lake events are going to be $2,000 guarantees. Mm. Second place in those events will be $1,000 guarantees. The other five multi-lake events in the main series will be a $1,500 guarantee with a $1,000 guarantee for second as well. 
And then all eight divisional events will be a $1,000 guarantee minimum. I'm going to be honest. I think South, the South division is going to smash that $1,000 number. I think they're going to be 70, 80 people deep. And I think they're going to be paying 1500, 1700. So yeah, you know, I don't, you tell me I have nothing to do and I can go fish Santee for a couple grand. I'm going. <laughs> That's me, but I, you know, I'm going. Yeah. I'm and going. There, and there's a large contingent of folks down in that area, South Carolina, because I spent 10 years in the North Augusta Aiken area. And so there, there used to be a small club in that area. Um, I didn't fish it, didn't kayak fish at that time. But uh, since I've been into the kayak side and doing this podcast, there's a big contingent of folks down there that have been looking for something consistent and competitive fishing. Yep. So there, there was a smaller series in Southern Carol, Southern South Carolina that folded up or will be folding up going into 2023. Um, the director has stuff that he'd like to do as an angler and, you know, running a series is not easy. As I started off saying, I hardly get to fish anymore. <laughs> But, you know, that's mm. that's part of it, and I'm okay with it at this stage of my life. That angle, that director wants to go fish, so he's going to close down his series, but was really, really easy to work with and, and allowed me to promote what was coming on his page. And, uh, you know, the Palmetto anglers are great anglers. They are anglers who have traveled up to the trail events, that continue to travel to the trail events, and I know will fish the Southern Division. So I'm giving them hopefully something they were looking for with guaranteed money and, you know, extreme organization and, and a, a solid foundation. I'd like to think we have a solid foundation and our name carries some weight. And, um, you know, I, I hope they're excited for it. I know I will get some blowback on the motor thing. The club that closed down was a motor club. We are going to remain a manpower club. You know, that's stuff that I deal with. You know, people always have opinions, right? They're like buttholes. Am I allowed to say that? Is that against the rules? It is. But um, assholes would be a a better term. And everybody has one. So, (laughs) you know, but we'll see. You know, guys, uh, again, you got the people who are really quick to hit the like button and the hearts and even the angry faces. And then (laughs) you got the people who don't say a word. So you just never kind of know, are they even going to come? And then we have 90 people at an event. So. I, I don't know. I you never know. know. Nobody signs up early. Nobody does anything. So I just kind of roll with it. And then we figure it out on Saturday morning. You do a really good job asking for feedback through the social media, the open forums. And this isn't in closed groups or anything. This is y'all's open forums. You you do really good about asking for feedback. And from my, my time, having been around Queen City and you, it's you take it to heart and you make a decision that's best for the majority of people. Uh, hence the change in the tournament uh, this past weekend that was supposed to be at Raleigh and in Jordan and Falls that you had to change. Yeah. So, I mean, you do a really good job of that. And that's, I would say that's Thank probably you. one of the reasons why your club has grown so well is because you do really take into account the feedback that you get and you, and you, you draw in a lot of people because they feel like they can invest in it. So, and thank you for that, Paul. Um, I I say it all the time. I, I, I am the face. You guys get to hear and see me, whether that's good or bad. But it's not my club. It's your club, right? And Just don't I'm put it on a shirt. <laughs> I won't put it on a shirt. It, it ain't that pretty. I mean, you're a handsome <laughs> fella, but you ain't pretty enough to be on a shirt. I am, but you're not. 
Oh, so if we get two shirts made, we'll have to see which one sells better. Got it. <laughs> Mine's already been made and sold. It's limited time run. You can never buy that shirt again. Limited look. time run. How many? But you know, kind of what Paul's saying is, you really do stand here by the anglers. Um, the open forums are really more for, I think, entertainment from an outsider's perspective. Even for mine, I love to scroll through all the comments and see what people are writing and give them angry faces. But at the end of the day, you are doing what people are asking for. Mm -hmm. Is it always what we want? No. Are we getting free desserts? No. <laughs> um, but, you know, like you're listening and you are putting in the work. And I know... Um, you heard my feedback on the co-ed event and tried to find a good compromise. My husband said it's a good compromise. So um, I had a couple anglers message me and tell me that Mountain Island in November is spot on for the ladies. Yes. So, you know, and, and anything I can listen to and I can adjust without breaking the foundation. We have mm -hmm. dug our roots and I'm not going to dig those up because they've got us to where we are. But like little mm -hmm. things, like the clip is in is in is in talks, right? Mm -hmm. There, there's part of me that absolutely hates judging a picture with a clip. The director, the business owner side of me is like, hey, if if a new guy's gonna come because we allow a clip, why the hell should I get rid of a clip? So it, wait, wait, are, does this? Can you just kind of tell us? You know, you this is your moment, your moment to shine. Um, so what's up with the clip? I don't know. I don't have an answer for you, Tori. I um real quick. I real quick. Bass and Bruce podcast. You gotta have hold an on, answer. Hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. For the people that don't know what we're talking about, Vinny allows a metal clip, uh, like a fish chain, when you go to catch eighty-five bass and take it home for a fish fry that night. He allows that when you when you put you can put that on the fish to measure it as long as it doesn't interfere with the bunk board and all that. So he's talking about a fish clip. So. Because anybody that does not fish kayaks, yeah, you yeah. measure the fish, the little bastards jump off the damn board all the time. And, you know, so you just make it's just a way to keep it from losing <laughs> the fish. Hook sets. What What's up, up Hook Hulk? Set? Hey, what up? He's here for the answer. He wants it now. He's the <laughs> hey, I'm down for whatever, but whatever. So, I, so, so here's the deal. Like, the clip thing was like an OG rule when kayak fishing tournaments mm. started and there was none of this insanity worth of money on the line and no national exposure. And it was just guys getting together. Right. We had plastic piece of crap hog troughs. We had clips. We had marker lines. Nothing really mattered. <laughs> there were sets of rules that we followed, of course. But if you look at the game 10 years ago to what the game is today, the game today, the clip is gone. The clip is gone. But who, I don't know, like, who are we? I, I keep it as professional as it needs to be. But at the same time, we're still here shooting the shit on a Tuesday night. So if the clip is going to help the new guy, I don't want to hurt the new guy. I agree. There are people who suck at taking pictures. Okay? And that's, <laughs> that's across the country. And there's a handful of them here in the club. And they've been fishing with the club forever, and they still suck at taking pictures. It's not always easy for everybody. And the clip is going to help that guy, but sometimes that guy gets a penalty because of the clip. So mm -hmm. I, I just, man, what's going to happen? So the big thing for me was the schedule drop and the sponsors because that's a lot of work. What's going to happen is I'm going to pull up two, two sheets, 
2022 rules and 2023 rules. And the ones we like, we're going to copy over. And the ones we need to edit, I'm going to highlight. And I'm going to edit them. Or not edit them. But I'll think on them. The clip is one of them. Trolling is one of them. I'm taking some heat on boats in practice right now, which I don't know. Whatever. Um, (laughs) I'll leave it there. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Somebody asked me if I'm going to ban live sonar. Hell no, I'm not banning live sonar. (laughs) That's insane. like... No, no. Um, what else is in question? That's, that's really it. I mean, just, those are the hey, ones. Just, There's some crazy just, stuff in question yeah. from that forum. You open it up look, and everything comes out. Look, just go Just go to, you can only have one paddle, not even a double paddle, just a paddle, <laughs> paddle or two, two, two Zebco 33s and four bags of worms. That's it. Yep. Just go to that. And, kitty and, run. and you know what? The same, no. the, One kitty the same, run. <laughs> y'all have already done that. But the Multiple same damn times. people that are gonna the same people that are gonna place high in any other tournament are typically gonna be the ones that place high in those tournaments. And that's the thing about new anglers coming on is you gotta fight your way up. And yeah. and if you hang with it and do with it, you're gonna improve, especially in y'all's club. Y'all y'all have people that reach out for help in y'all's club, and folks just or Johnny on the spot about coming in and taking them out and helping them. And, and I, you know, it's funny, like you guys have said two things in the last couple minutes where I had an anger, like attack me about a month ago and tell me that I don't listen to my anglers and that queen city anglers <laughs> suck because they don't help people. And the two below me know exactly who that person was. And <laughs> I, I just, I sat, I was like, are you what, like, what are you kidding me right now? I don't listen to my anglers. Pretty sure I'd be running exactly how I wanted to run it. If I didn't listen to my anglers. So uh, there is a there is a point where you get and it's like you can't please everybody. Right. And there's a point where I could be a complete asshole. But I try to live in the middle and give a little bit to both sides. Right. So it was it used to be you control up to two rods. And a couple of years ago, we cut it down to one rod and it used to be we allowed any kind of board. And now, obviously, it's got to be one board like we we have to live in that neutral area where we can still pay out a ton of money. But. You know, we got and we can be friends and, and this and that, but we got to follow a, a set of standards that hit the majority. And sometimes getting to that majority is going to piss one or two off. And I have a feeling, unfortunately, that somebody might be mad at me today. He want, you know, we spoke about it on Facebook open forum this morning about how many uh, days of off limits boating he wants. So, you know, and if he watches this, he'll know who I'm talking about. But we'll see, man. I don't I haven't gotten there yet. That's that's good December thing for me. So January, first week of January, I can post the rules for you all. But nothing nothing dramatic will change. I mean, if I get rid of the clip, how many people are really still using a clip? We we see it, though. You're talking about <laughs> You're talking about it where you're having guaranteed payouts of $1,502,000 for first, $1,000 for second. That's guaranteed. That's not what could be added on top when people, depending on how many people sign up. Yeah, that's it. Two people showed up. When you start to get into that kind of money, if you don't have rules, not yeah. regu- not standards, but rules that you follow, people are going to exploit the gray areas. And those rules are there to protect the club and protect you. And I mean, you know, we we saw it this week. I'm not going to reference it because the shit's all over the place in every other podcast. I'll talk about it. Y'all <laughs> have. But y'all, you know, y'all have had y'all have had some stuff pop up. A lot of clubs have stuff pop up, 
And it's always that, that gray area and the rules where somebody exploits it. And they're like, well, this isn't what the rules say. Yeah. But when, but with the amount of money coming into local club kayak fishing, you have to have them and yeah. everybody has to follow them. And you just open yourself up to too much bullshit. And when you got a club where 125, 130 people are fishing every time, yeah, there's already a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, so I'm not dealing have with that stuff. I mean, you got to have that bullshit. shit in place. The rules are black and white. There is no gray. I'd like yes. to think there's no gray. I mean, you can go through my rules and tell me if there's gray. But there's no gray. There's no gray. I would I say know. we talk about it a lot. Queen City is definitely a club that has a lot of integrity. And it's because you don't have that gray. Thank you. So, like, it's a, it's, an, it's a club with integrity. And we appreciate that you have created this club with so much integrity. Yeah. And, well, thank you. And, again, I got to thank the anglers and I got to thank the people behind me because – Without the people behind me, you guys don't have guaranteed money, right? So it's it's everyone. And, and having 120 people come out every month is is you guys. And I appreciate you all. And I hope we continue to grow. I don't want to have a conversation next year where it was like, oh, well, year nine was our smallest year. Hell no. I want to keep going. We've had eight years of growth. We have never mm -hmm. had a down year. Never. I have the chart. Never. So I want to keep that going in year nine. Now, year nine is going to look different. I don't know how we read the data exactly in year nine because we may have trail events that look smaller because of the divisional stuff. But I think our overall reach and angler, unique angle, anglers, Jesus, I'm sorry, is going to be different <laughs> because of where we're going, right? So you may have guys that live around, let's just say Fontana because we're going to Fontana, that will fish all four mountain events but never show up to a trail event. So I, I, I really... There's so much unknown, but I don't really care. I'm excited. The money's there. The companies support you all. We're going to have a freaking blast, and I can't wait to judge fish coming out of somewhere that's 400 miles from me in my mm -hmm. state. Well, in your state. I live in South Carolina, but in North Carolina. I'm so, Jack. Vinny, one, one of the things one of the things about your club and the growth that you talked about, so we hear a lot about people wanting to grow the sport. I'm not going to get into that shit, but as, a, as growing a – a local trail. And right now the the kayak scene is a growing industry, the, the especially the you know the competitive side of it. And everybody's want how do we how do we grow it? How do we go from 30 people to 40 and 60 and 100 and this and that? For for the folks that might be listening who want to start a trail or folks that are already a TD of a trail, give us two or three of the things that you think Make, have helped you grow to where you are because a lot you hear it a lot you hear it in your local trails you hear it on podcasts you know how do we grow and this isn't just in the kayak side it's probably stuff that you can take from the boat side to grow your local trails on the boat side so growing a bass fishing trail boat kayak bank whatever the hell you want to be what are what give us two or three things that you think are the most important to where you, that's gotten you to where you are now with queen city there, there's there's a few there's a bunch of little things I think and then we'll talk about what I think might be one big one and then a bunch of people will disagree when this goes live. Um, number one, no gray. We already touched on it, right? Black and white integrity. When they teach, get them the fuck out, right? When they teach, teach. Jesus Christ, I gotta drink more <laughs> of this coffee. When they cheat, <laughs> get them the fuck Toy, out. You're out. Toys out, right? So fuck them teachers. Yeah. <laughs> 
Get them out because, you know, that's a big thing, right? We've had two. We've had two main ones that came in, and, and I thought it was over. I thought Queen City was done both times, and uh, it did the complete opposite. You get rid of them, you put them on blast, and you actually grow. So mm-hmm. that, you know, I think black and white rules and doing what you're supposed to do with those rules. Um, I think the next thing would be to support your community, right? We don't – if you look at our banner, you don't see – huge industry names you see huge charlotte names you see rock outdoors not necessarily charlotte but i think you all who are listening and know me know what i mean uh you see custom tackle supply you see what was like uh, a bunch of hvac companies you see the local tackle shops you see pressure washing companies you see the guys like me and you who are busting their tail to make a dollar to put food on their their family's plate at night, that's who we are supporting. That's who we are advertising for. That's who we want you to use. So you help me grow what I'm trying to do here, and I help you grow your business. The the Rangers, the Tritons, the Yamahas—they don't give up. They don't care about us. We're you know they're not going to dump money into something little like what we are here. We are little compared to their reach. So mm-hmm. I want to support my community. I'm trying to build my community, my Carolinas. I look at it as my Carolinas. And that might be arrogant, but I look at it as my Carolinas. I'm trying to grow my Carolinas. And then uh, some people are going to disagree with this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. You tournament fish for money. That's why mm-hmm. you tournament. You don't show up at a tournament. And you're there for shits and giggles. You tournament fish for money, right? You mean it's not that free slice of pizza? It's not. And you can even have two of them, but I still don't think it's that. And, you know, and now don't get me wrong. And some people will disagree, but you told me to be myself tonight. There are people who come to a tournament for everything else. And everything else is great. Shake hands, eat pizza, learn. Learn's a big one, right? Just get out, get away from the work life, get away from the family life if it's bad at home. What all of that is great. But when we went to QC 1K that first year, we went from 60 to 98 average. So don't tell me it ain't about the dollars. It's about the dollars. Anglers mm-hmm. want money. If I'm an angler and I'm in the middle of two regions, and one tournament's paying $300 for first place, and one tournament's paying $2,000 for first place, all you got to do is check Tourney X to see which tournament had more people. Yeah, You already know the answer. So since we did the 1K, the QC 1000 the first year, which I can't even tell you how many years ago it was now. I think it was, I think it was five. We went 1,000, we went 1,100, we went 1,200, we went 1,500, and next year we're going, and then we added second place, and next year we're going two thousand on some of the stuff. You got to you got to keep that growth, and then guys will continue to come and grow with you. And and I'm a big believer in that. And I work with a couple directors around the country. Why are people fishing the Hobie series? Why? Because first place is eleven thousand dollars. That's why. Why am I going? Because <laughs> first place is forty five thousand dollars. I'm not going to meet new people. I'm going to win forty five thousand dollars. I might meet another club that, yeah, another club that does not allow motors. You know, you've done well, what you know. you've done. You've done what you've done uh, without allowing motors. 
And that's yeah. that's kind of I mean that's I how many people have motors on their kayaks? There's a ton. Now, I'd say probably half of the people competing nationwide, if you put them all together, probably half of them have motors. Uh, to I be think, able to grow it at, at a man powered, I mean, or person powered, I mean, that's a that's a big that, that's that's another thing that's very weird. And uh, I'm sure you do get a lot of pushback on that shit. But you take Hobie, who's the number one national trail out there right now. You take y'all, which are uh, Queen City. If it's not, it's got to be the one of the largest, top two probably grassroots that doesn't allow motors. And folks come out there and they still fish and they compete and they have a good time. And you see that a lot too. People have a good time. Speaking of good times, how many people show up to your LinkedIn's? My LinkedIn. LinkedIn's. Streamyards. Your weigh-ins. Are you talking about? Oh, it's. What the hell are you drinking? It's good <laughs> stuff. You should promote it. <laughs> it's a LinkedIn. No, wait, Paul, I want to circle back before we get to that. Don't Uh-oh. worry. We're gonna Uh-oh. circle on back, Vinny Ben. <laughs> you should have right, brought so a whiteboard. You're talking about how is, is this right here where it gets crazy? The forty-five minute mark. I'm, because I'm almost done with my first can of cider. All right. So oh. you talked about how, like, this is the big thing that you guys are us, not you guys. I'm part of this club. I, just because I haven't cashed a real big check yet doesn't mean I'm not part. Um, well, hold on. First of all, uh, Tori, it's, oh, Tori, it's y'all, not you guys. Use guys. We don't say that yeah. shit down here. It's y'all. <laughs> it's you guys. So. <laughs> I, I talk to an angler often on the phone. Uh, he is somebody who is not afraid to tell me if he doesn't agree with something I'm doing. He's not afraid to give input. I won't say his name. We hit, we do travel together. Um, he always says, we, we, we. And then he corrects himself. My bad. Your club. No, man. It's not my club. I just have to file the taxes at the end of the year. You can say <laughs> We and you, it is your club. We, if you are coming every month and paying $65, you can say we. So go for it. We. Okay. We, Queen City. Yeah, we do bring the big bucks. We got the money there. But you also, you've created a club where people are safe and feel comfortable enough to have that camaraderie. So it's like, even though that's not why we're here, because if you were only giving us $20 $20 for first place. Let's face it. Um, you're not going to have those numbers, but you are giving out so much money for first place, but yet it is such a community. I look at like my husband who started fishing so many years ago with you guys and just like the friendships that he's built within this club. Mm-hmm. Like we've vacationed with people. Yeah. Like it is <laughs> yeah. a community. And no, like, it, I think that's what makes queen city so special is that not only is it competitive, um, you have a chance. Most people who aren't Tory have a chance of bringing home a pretty big check. Um, but also, you have a great opportunity to make some really good friends and build those relationships. And yep. I think so that just, that part's priceless. It's like the chicken or the egg, right? Which came first? So you all started coming when the money got big, right? So you're all there with one goal in mind at that moment. And that moment is to win that money and that piece of hardware. But along the way, the stuff that you gain is is priceless. Like, uh, Brian's been around Borderline since day one. Yeah, right? I remember the day he met you. He told me. My wife used to teach his <laughs> nephew, nephew. Right? And this was freaking years ago. So, like, yeah, the, Brian's been around since day one. It's the stuff that you targeted the money at first and you realize, oh, damn, these people are pretty cool. And 
and we're all in it for the same thing. And, you know, and, and it just turns into, it's more than a community. It's family. If you're vacationing with people, it's freaking family, you know? And yeah, that, that's it. I mean, it's family. When I say QC family on there, it's real. We did Thanksgiving at my house one day, one year. We weren't invited. Uh, this was like four <laughs> years we did a Queen City and it was an open vote. So don't tell me you weren't invited. <laughs> open, come to the commission's house. We did Thanksgiving at my house. That's more than community. Yeah. We had some friends over, some anglers over for Easter. So yeah. And I wasn't invited. So yeah, right we back didn't invite you. <laughs> you weren't invited either. <laughs> that's a great thing about the local that's the great thing about the local clubs and seeing. And so I'll, I'll, you know, our local clubs, we've got one kind of by the Greensboro area, CKA, and then we've got CCKF, which is, we finished up the second year of that one here. They're local to Raleigh. And he, and I fish mainly the CCKF because we fish Falls, Jordan, Harris predominantly. And then we'll, we go out to some of the other lakes. But at this point in time, I can't, you know, I haven't fished any Queen City events uh, past Baden. Yeah, and in those areas, and it's because I don't have the opportunity to, to, to drive and to be gone for a Friday or, or you know, to get up at twelve o'clock and and do that. I yeah. love the the two clubs that we have here when they fish our lakes locally. That's I enjoy that, but I also I kite fish because I want to compete. I don't like to fun fish. I don't really fun fish. I'm always doing something geared towards how do I win fucking money at the next damn tournament? That's what I'm always doing. And I, that's, I, the reason I got into the kayak was to fish tournaments. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. In 2020, when I wanted to get back into fishing, I told my wife, I said, look, I'm doing away with all these other stupid ass things that I do. I just want to fish. And I started looking at bass clubs and it was going to be as a non-boater. All the good ones around here, pretty much didn't accept non-boaters because they're a pain in the ass and they fuck shit up and they make it miserable for everybody else. And so we, so I I had met a couple guys at the ramp farting around. One of them had a rigged out Hobie. He told me about these local clubs. I looked at it and like six weeks later, I bought a Hobie and I, my, I started fishing in 2021, but these, but our clubs here allowed me the opportunity to, and I've got two things on this. One is I can get to Jordan Falls and Harris in 15, 20, and 45 minutes. That is, that's insanely awesome. And then some of mm-hmm. our other small lakes that we do are, are 30 minutes from the house. Yeah. Your, y'all's centralized area out of Charlotte, you're getting to lakes in an hour, right? Yeah. Or less in a lot of yeah. scenarios. On KBM Monday, they had the two AOI guys from a Tennessee club and Arkansas club. And the guy in the Arkansas club was talking about how some of their tournaments, the majority of tournaments, like two or three hour drives to fish a local trail. Yeah. We, we are blessed in this state and in South Carolina to have super good fisheries, big and small, which that's the great thing about a kayak tournament too, right? Yeah. You got 50 people, you can put them on a small body of water. But we're lucky that we're able to stay at home and fish seven or eight events and drive and drive an hour away at the most. Yeah, yeah, we we have amazing amazing waters in the Carolinas. We have amazing anglers in the Carolinas. Uh, you have a lot of opportunity. That's one of the words I use all the time 
for somebody mm-hmm. like you who can't make a run over to Queen City to fish for the money, you still have an option to get your competitive outlet in with with the other two local clubs. So, yeah, everybody here is lucky. And sometimes I feel like anglers take what they have for granted with some of the mm-hmm. complaining and the input. But, you know, it's here. And if you want it, come get it. And if you don't, then don't worry about it. But it's yeah. funny you said I don't fun fish. That's <laughs> I uh, when I was when I was running gun and I was doing forty tournaments a year. I would usually burn out about June, and then I'd spend <laughs> June and July chasing smallmouth, and then I'd go back at it through the fall and burn out again in the winter. And I'd grab an A rig and go catch smallmouth again. Smallmouth are like my my get back to life, my love, man. I love freaking smallmouth, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I get the not fishing for fun thing. I was always pre-fishing or scouting or mm-hmm. afraid to set the hook too many times. And, and I, you know, I'm again, I'm at a stage in my life right now where I'm kind of over that and I want to enjoy fishing a little bit more, but that comes because of the directing thing, right? If I wasn't directing 30 tournaments a year, I don't know if that would be the case. But right now with my daughter is playing travel softball, I'm coaching football. I got 30 tournaments a year to direct. I work full-time as a teacher. My wife runs a high school. Like, there's just so much. Something had to go, and it finally felt like the time for me to let go a little bit. And that's when I stopped fishing Queen City. And I told my wife, I said, I got one more year in me to run around the country and and chase the Hobie thing. And Mm -hmm. uh, you all saw my video walking through the damn river, miserable in Pennsylvania, and I thought it was over for me. And then I said, well, I got one more trip. And I jumped on a plane. I went to Wisconsin. So, yeah, dude, like this is it for me. I won't tournament fish next year more than, you know, one or two, if that. So, but, uh, yeah, I get it. Y'all will never catch my fat ass ever being a tournament director. Not not ever. First of all, I just don't want to put up with the shit. But the other thing is what you're saying now, not not fishing it. And in the kayak world, you hear this topic come up a lot about TDs fishing their own tournaments. And I would say this. If our TDs at our two local trails couldn't fish the, the ones that they're doing, we wouldn't have no fucking local trail. Like, they, it, it is, it is, I would say almost fact. <laughs> um, so, but you've, but there's also when you start getting into where Queen City's gotten at this point, there either needs to be a disconnect or there needs to be a director. Uh, you're the face of it. And there's a director, but I, this this is the thing about the local grassroots stuff. To me, is the a lot of people started those trails, and you said it because you wanted to fish for a little bit of money. Yeah. And if they hadn't started those trails, then Queen to fit. For you to turn up and direct and win a little bit of money and fish with your friends, the shit would have never started. And yep. most of those trails are like that. You know, not a lot of them have somebody that's like, oh, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll just TD. They're there because the folks want to fish, too. And that's my biggest argument when that comes up is we have a local trail because they want to be able to fish in it. And they're the ones taking on all the fucking work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, so I, you want me to help? Yeah, I mean, mm-mm. It's You'll a never see me doing shift. that. It's a it's a shift in your mindset if you or when you do what I did. So so I was gonna walk away from fishing after year six because in year seven we got pretty big. 
And I knew it was coming. Like, I could see the growth and I knew what was happening and I knew what we were going to do behind the scenes. And then in year six, 2020, it was, you know, the world, the year the world mm-hmm. went to shit. I sucked at fishing. I like literally <laughs> forgot how to freaking fish. And I had gone five straight years of finishing top five in Queen City, which I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I was freaking proud as hell of that. You know, these are mm-hmm. these anglers are phenomenal. So to, to not only be running it, but finish top five, win angler of the year, whatever, all my stuff you see behind me. And then year six, fall apart. And like, how the hell did this happen? <laughs> I didn't qualify for the TOC. I made it to the fish off and didn't even fucking win the fish off. I was like, I'm coming back in year seven. This is bullshit. I can't like so I went and told my wife I was done. And then I was like, fuck that. I'm coming back. I'm fishing. So I fished. Uh, you were Tom, you Tom Brady did it before Tom Brady did it. Yeah, dude. I was like, no, he, no he commissioned it. Tom Brady commissioned, commissioned it. it. He commissioned it. That's <laughs> I knew so I brought I you on here for a reason. I so. This is some crazy shit. So I came back and I think I finished eighth in year seven. And I was like, okay, I still got it. I can still catch a fish here and there. I got I cut a couple checks. I got a couple of the really fly wood plaques. And I was like, all right, now I can walk away. I filled my bucket. I got eighth place in the mm-hmm. whatever. I made it to the TOC. I'm done. So moving into this season, this was the first season I fully walked away. But I did have a conversation with someone whoo, three, four years ago. Very, very successful businessman. Owns a bunch of businesses here in Charlotte. And he was like, what do you mean you're not making any money off this? And I was like, dude, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't really know how to make money off of this, to be completely honest with you. And we had a 20-minute conversation. and He doesn't know it. But he laid the foundation for everything that I am able to do now behind the scenes. And he has no idea. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know me. This was a completely random phone call. And um, I have switched it over to a business mindset behind the scenes. you don't. I don't think I've portrayed anything differently on you except W9s. But I can't help that. But it, behind the <laughs> scenes... It is a 100% business mindset now. It is about dollars for me, right? Mm -hmm. I want to make a few dollars, but at the same time, I want you all to make a few dollars too. So that switch has fulfilled my not fishing bucket. And because I'm a grinder and I'm a competitor and I know that if I go out and I sell this title, you know, boom, that was a good day. I made a few bucks today. Boom. That was a good day. Hell, I made a thousand dollars today, you know, so that grind, that business grind, that going legal LLC grind fulfilled the grind that I was doing on the water with you all. And and that's why I'm okay right now. And a lot of people don't get that, but I don't know. And I don't know why I'm wired like that, but I am. So, you know, I've, you I've been- work. You deserve to get something out of this. I know this is a conversation that we have here in the house is like, look at what we're getting on the table every month. Um, all of the raffles, even though you need to have a new person call out the names, such as myself, and maybe <laughs> organize them differently, call them in a different order. As he organizes them. <laughs> I, I feel like I should have a little leeway there. Um, so what like you're saying, people, Tori, what you're saying is you need to be the MC of the LinkedIn. Well, stop right, calling it a LinkedIn. It's a weigh-in. We don't it's weigh shit. We don't we weigh a damn thing. It's the weigh-in. The turning X in. 
He did let me call out, <laughs> right, well, all right, the other Ryan let me call out the names the last time, but I didn't like the order in the list. And then I realized <laughs> that I'm always at the bottom of the list. because well, I yeah, we have, have that set up behind the scenes. Corey's so, the last one on the list. Yeah. Every time. Nice. Except nice. this time, somehow I was able to manage to get that Sakura gift card. Hashtag support who supports us. Hey, Sakura's coming back <laughs> next year. So that's yes. awesome. So, and, but like you are putting in the work for us. You are making sure we have the raffles. You're getting the sponsors. Um, it's not like that $2,000 for first place next year was just like an easy thing. I don't think I'm at like, I picture you putting in the work. We see you as somebody who's out there putting in the work and um, whenever you bring value to something, there needs to be compensation for that value. Yeah. And, and, and again, I'm going to flip it right back on you all. It's the, the support who supports us. If you're not out there spending money at the places that are on these jerseys and on the banner, then my conversations get awkward. Right. And my conversations with sponsors are like, Oh, well I can't come back next year because nobody spent any money. I had a guy tell me this year, he's not coming back next year because Four people bought his product this year, you know, mm-hmm. so he didn't get his money's worth. I'm not going to lie about mm-hmm. it. So I, I can't say anything back except I understand, you know, and then yeah. that's it. And then I have to move on and I have to fill that title. So we've been that support who supports us is huge, not just so I can make a few dollars, but so you all can continue to fish for big dollars, you know, and I, I don't ever want to be like, well, this year we got to go down to $800 in the first place. So I, you know, we got to keep supporting the guys that you see on the banner and who are making all this possible. So, and next year, especially, man, we boondocks and big adventures. The expansion is 100% because of them. So, so so that's the thing. That's the thing too, is you have the law of attrition with, with your sponsors, this sale. There we go. Double fist at coffee. You have you have attrition with your sponsors, just like you do, do in any other sales or any other business. You have attrition of, of clients. And so you have to replenish those. And then you you still probably have to go back and sell some of your other sponsors to, to come back again. That's, oh, yeah. That is yeah. a job in, in, in of its own. Now, Queen City is an anomaly in the local trail sphere because of how large it is and because of the guaranteed payouts, that's a good goal for a lot of local trails to shoot for. But to let's be honest, most local trails are going to be somewhere in that 40 to 70 anglers. They're going to have two or three key sponsors that, uh, you know, provide gifts or stuff at, at the LinkedIn's. Don't tell me not to say weigh-ins. This is my fucking podcast. I say whatever I you want. You keep saying LinkedIn. Yeah. Nobody's getting LinkedIn. Another fucking social media platform. Nobody's linking anything. Brain <laughs> <laughs> hurts. I can't even listen to them. <laughs> but you know, that's that's the hard that's the hard part about doing the tournament stuff is is guaranteed payouts. The the raffles at the end. You know, a lot of people come to those to for that as we've already talked about before. Yeah, it's the but free pizza and the prize. Do, there you go. That one slice, and they're counting. Some Tory's there counting. Nope, he's got he's got two pieces. <laughs> but but to continue to get those sponsors in, so you have those giveaways, or if you do have a guaranteed payout, yeah, that, that's just it's. But it, you have to do that when you get to the size of, that y'all have gotten to with the amount of anglers you got to deal with, and the the number of sponsors that you got given money. I mean, that does create a whole different level of management that you have to do in that. 
but but I've still, had people it ask is... me if I have a, a degree in marketing. Hell no, I got no degree in marketing. <laughs> I teach physical education, fifteen year veteran, but I've developed the degree in marketing marketing because it just kind of happened and I just ran with it. And uh, but you, you know, believe the, in what you're selling. Absolutely, a degree in hustle and grind. Hustling, I definitely got a degree in that. Mm-hmm. That comes from New York. The hustle and the grind comes from my my northern roots. Um, we hustle and grind down here too. I will say, yeah, just a little bit slower. <laughs> I will say that the hardest part of my year is right now. Like from June to right now is like, woo, two 40-hour jobs. But mm-hmm. when the season starts, it actually gets easier. I can just like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. we have an event. That's one day a month I got to work. Like right now it is, dude, this is why I don't listen to podcasts. Every drive home, I'm on the phone with somebody. 7 a.m. I'm on the phone driving to work. It never ends. My phone never stops. There's always someone to do, someone to talk to, something to do, and it is literally almost every day. So, mm-hmm. like music, podcast, it doesn't happen. I'm on the phone in the truck. I think if I died right now, Ezzy could run Queen City because she hears it all in the truck. She that kid's <laughs> gonna own a business. She is gonna own yeah. a business. She and should. she's like the second known face of Queen City. I'm telling you. She, she <laughs> telling and she sees Emerald. She is going to take over yeah. the world. But anyway, with, yeah, sorry. With tournament kayak fishing locally, the the payouts, they they rival your local boat, big boat tournaments with, with payouts. Yeah. And it might not be the amount that you win, but, but the ROI that you get. Yeah. In one of these local tournaments, you know, you you can still finish third place and win two hundred fifty dollars, and still have made money in that tournament. You know, you're not you're not going to see that. So you're going to start to see these local trails. You know, if they can hang around and continue to grow, you're going to start to see bigger payouts, and you're going to start to see some of these tournaments where there's ten thousand dollar pots for that monthly tournament. Yeah, it, the, um, it, yeah. I mean, it's it's. It, I, I think it's going to get that way from an, an angler perspective and, and just looking and having fish boat tournaments and stuff like that. Do you see, Vinny, the kayak side getting to maybe where you have an opportunity to win more money in that in on that monthly tournament than you would in that monthly tournament from the boat side? Yeah, so we we're already paying more than most of the boat series if you look at the payouts. The difference is the money we're putting into the pot, right? A lot of guys are going to, they're going to tote around that hundred percent payout or after fees or whatever clubs are going to say. It's the same stuff we used to say, but the difference is not only are we 100% payout after fees, but I'm throwing anywhere from a thousand to $1,500 on top of Mm -hmm. what came in. So Every now and then you get an angler who gets on the page and he's like, oh, Vinny made $4,000 in profit today. And I'm like, what? Where do you come up with this stuff? And and then I got a buddy up north in Delaware who says it's dumb angler math, right? 65 times 150 and then what I paid out. But PayPal went up and PayPal's almost $4 a head and TourneyX is $5 a head and we pull $6 for the TOC. And I don't ever, ever take a dollar out of the entry into a trail event. There is nothing profited off of you, the angler, in a trail event. I, if you just look at a bank account, am in the red, 1500 per trail event. That is a real number. 
Big Bass is $300. You don't pay into that. First place is, we'll call it two grand. You only put $65 into that. If you want to mm-hmm. do some math, we'll do some math, right? So mm-hmm. I don't see a monthly boat tournament doing that. What I see is based on X amount of anglers, or I see a one-off event that's $5,000 for first. Nobody wants to talk about what second place is, right? And and that's what that's what sucks as an angler. Yeah, hell yeah, we're all fishing for first place, but I don't want to win second and get $300 when first got 5,000, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think because of the support we have, I've been able to to keep it nice, right? It's 1,500, then it's 1,000, then it's usually seven to 800 for third, 500 mm. for fourth. Like there's, it's a nice breakdown. I could easily tell you right now, we could make Jordan Lake $4,000 first place. No problem. Mm-hmm. But then second place might be 200 bucks. And I don't want to mm-hmm. do that. No, I don't want to do that. I want everyone in that top 10 to like quadruple what they put in, you know, and mm-hmm. there's another, I guess we'll call it national um, series out there. And they're always toting their payouts around. And, and I look at tourney X and they have like 65 anglers and okay. First place is nice, but their entry fees like $200 or right. like $225. And this is what I was saying before about like not taking things for granted. We're remaining $65, you know, Mm -hmm. and when we've in nine years, we've gone up $25 in nine years. So, and it's not me. I'm not saying all this to say I'm special. It's not me. It's the guys on the banner, right? That's how this Mm -hmm. happens. So nine years, $25, my gas bill went up more than that this month. So Look around and realize your 65 is worth a lot here at Queen mm-hmm. City. And some of the negative is, oh, well, we got to fish against 100 guys. Yeah. What do you, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? I don't know. How, we choose to sign up for that, though. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and try to get 50 people in the tournament. I'm going to try to get 200. <laughs> yeah. you know, we, don't have to, we don't have to worry about yeah, we don't have to worry about that shit up in like the northeast where they their lake can only hold 40 people. And so you know you're capped out at that. Again, <laughs> it goes back to $65 for an entry fee with a chance to win 2000 guaranteed plus whatever could be on top of that, depending on how many people yeah. sign up. Yeah. You, I mean, you think about the gas involved and if you Airbnb with five or six other people at night, you you maybe are out of there at 250. 200 Hell, i mean if that was a if that was a boat that's tournament a that's your entry fee and then yeah. you got another hundred something dollars in in fuel for the boat and the, to tow i mean the 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 money in the kayak side and that's i think that's one reason why you're seeing the tournament fishing side grow is because it's the allure of the money some people don't think they'll ever finish first but they're like but i have a chance as long as i pay it i potentially have well, a like, chance but you know what's what's forty five or thirty five dollars or sixty five dollars to go spend a day out on the water that you were probably going to go do anyway? Yeah, that people don't think twice about that m- amount of money. Yeah, it, it's just, they just don't. They throw the damn kayak in the back of the truck. They pay their sixty five. They head out there, and you know what? They either leave early because they suck, or they win two thousand dollars. <laughs> or they're just praying for a miracle. 
And then we have other stuff. Like we have the bubble boy, right? Who's going to get the free entry mm. next month. And then we have the guaranteed hundred bucks for the, the, I don't know, the 10% plus one person, the person right out of it. And then we have a, I swear to you, every, all right, I'm going to make everybody laugh here. You ready? Every LinkedIn we've had this year, everybody who came back, which is like 50 plus people, um, has gone home with a prize. It may only be a pack, pack of baits, but. Or a $50 angler, Sakura gift card. Every <laughs> angler has gone home with a prize. So I just keep grinding and, and trying to make it great for you all. And, and I appreciate the support back and let's just keep the train rolling, baby. I'm yes. 2023 can't get here soon enough. But that being said, we do still have three events and a championship in 2022. And there is still a lot on the line. There's a lot going on. So, you know, we got to fish so hard I, and you guys got to get out there and win some stuff this year. So what I'm hearing is you need to, you need to quit teaching and run Queen City and then the BASS kayak side. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> we'll just have to see what happens on that one. Oh man, so much I don't fun. think go, that go, go make this it happen. Is go make it, somebody needs to get that shit straight. You Look. know, it's it's one of those things. Uh, could I walk away right now and and be okay and pay my bills and be all right? Probably, but you know, I, I'm 15 years in. I got, I'm going to have a good pension one day when I retire. I have summers off. I really do love my job. There are days, of course, right? Anybody's like, oh, my God. But I do love my job. I'm a PE teacher. It's fun. I get to run around a little bit. Uh, the last five years of my life have been awesome because I've been able to take and teach Ezzy every day and then take her home every day. So I'm going to hit something in, in like May this year where everything could change. You know, I don't think... Mm-hmm. I don't know what next year is going to look like for me as far as my career. So it may end up I have to fall back on Queen City or it may end up I get lucky and I get to stay at my school or it may end up I get put in a pool and I go to some terrible school and I quit. I I don't know what my future looks like. So, you know, I'm kind of living one day at a time right now. I go to work. I smile. I I hit a couple kids with dodgeballs. I coach football. (laughs) So... Well, all right, tell me this then. I I, I have a question. You're not going to fish the Queen City tournaments next year. It doesn't sound like you're going to travel to the Hobies like you've been doing. So what what the, what the fuck does your fishing look like? Are you going to fish? Are you going to come over to some other local trails? I mean, what are you going to do? Are you just not going to fish? Shit, man. So let's look at this year before I even think about next year. I went to... So obviously, the first tournament of the year was Santee for me, which was March. And by Saturday night, I was quitting fishing. I was fucking miserable. <laughs> um, Look, I can't tell you how many times I've got back to the ramp and be like, everything here is for sale. Come get yeah. it. Give, I, yeah. I'm joking. I couldn't 100%. believe it. I was just like, damn, dude, six days ago, I had 98 inches in this creek. And then I had 57 inches. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So anyway, so. Then I got to put the happy face on because I had to hold the LinkedIn for all the guys. So I had to be in director mode. Then I had to go cry and do all the standings and then figure (laughs) out where I was going to fish. So I woke up Sunday morning and I didn't know where I was going to go fish. And so Sunday morning at 4.30 a.m. when I called Matt Sandifer, that morning literally changed my 2022 because of what happened, Mm. right? Because if I don't get that, I'm probably not going to New Hampshire. I'm probably not going to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So that morning changed everything. So I fished that event. I, I, I love fishing again, right? Then 
April comes around and Georgia Bass Nation's having an event, a recruiting event, combined with South Carolina Bass Nation on Lake Hartwell. I have a pretty good track record on Lake Hartwell. I've done well. There's actually a big check right above that check. That's from Lake Hartwell. Um, I've done well on Lake Hartwell. I've done terrible on Lake Hartwell, too. But it's a lake that I feel pretty confident on. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a run down there and just go mess around with Lake Hartwell, see if I can qualify for the Classic. Well, it was I actually had just gotten a motor, and this was a motor event. So I was like, oh, shit, all right, let's let's see what the motor <laughs> life is about. So I threw the motor on it, the Newport on the Native, and I was like, Zoom. I was like, yeah, okay, this is not an advantage. Okay, <laughs> right? So <laughs> Pink City like, might have motors. <laughs> I was Start like, next week. No, no, it pushed me the other way, dude. So that's what a lot of people are afraid of. It pushed me the other way because it was such Mm. an advantage that I was like, this is disgusting for the guys who will buy a motor versus the guys who won't. Dude, I was, I ran like 40 docks on full speed with my side scan set to the left and I would just go. And when I would mark a fish, I'd stop the motor, turn around, cast the A-rig, catch them, do it again. For like 40 docks. You're not doing that with pedals. Not as efficient as I was doing it with a motor. Mm -hmm. Then the sun came out and the bass moved up onto the beds. So I was in an area. Hartwell's very fingery. It's got a lot of little fingers. So I was able to (laughs) run from the main lake to the back of the finger in a matter of minutes. Look, stand up. Look for a bed. Leave. Run to the next one. Stand up. Look for a bed. Mm -hmm. Catch a five-pounder. Catch another five-pounder run to the back of the finger. And I was like, this is silly. So long story short, I ended up doing well. I got fourth, I think on the Georgia side. I don't know. I got like fourth and ninth. I cut a check and I qualified for two state championships. And I was like, okay, cool. Good day. You know, no big deal. So I'll fish for the state championship for South Carolina. And then uh, the Hobie run started. And I knew that I was going to Pennsylvania because that's probably my favorite fishery in the world. Um, I knew I was going to go to Tennessee because it's Tennessee and it's right up the road, four hours, whatever, Chickamauga, never been there. And then I was like, damn, New Hampshire, I'm off. So like I could make a two week road trip out of a 16 hour fishery and it's going to be 70 people. If I could just beat 50 of them, it'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. I, go up, I practice, I crush them. Saturday, forget how to fish. Suck. So now <laughs> I'm 20 hours from home. I'm miserable. And the Susky comes. I crush them all week. Saturday, forget how to fish. I'm miserable. And then, uh, so that was it. So I was done fishing. 2022 is over. I have no plans for 2023. And who calls me? Matt. He's like, bro, it's only $1,100 to fly to Wisconsin. I said, what did you just say to me? (laughs) Did you know I'm a teacher? I literally (laughs) said, I think you're fucking crazy. (laughs) Next week, I called him. How much was it to go to Wisconsin? (laughs) We still had a week. So I was like, man, I don't know. So I go back to work and I go in my, my principal's office. Again, I'm a teacher for those who are listening. And uh, I say, hey, what are we doing on Friday? Because it was a work day. And I got this whole email, all these meetings. And she's like, nothing. She's like, it's a work on the work day. If you don't have anything to do, you're free. I said, like, free, like if I'm in Wisconsin, you don't care free? <laughs> I said, look, this is what I'm going to do. She's like, do it, coach. Go for it. So I call Matt, and this is exactly how the conversation went. Yo, Matt, get me a price. I'll call you later. And I hung up. 
He called me later. He's like, dude, 498. You can be in Wisconsin Friday morning. I said, let's go. I came home and I booked it and I went. <laughs> and it worked out, right? It, it sent me to the TOC. I get another shot at uh, another cup. That's all I want. Not really. This year I want to nice. win it, but I get a there shot at another cup. But I, I went so hard this year because I, I was fully prepared to walk away from everything in 2023. So mm-hmm. I don't fish Queen City. Um, I will fish the joint event with Hobie in Queen City next year, just the Hobie side. And then uh, there is possibly one other Hobie event I might care to go, maybe two that I might care to go fish. If they fall on a weekend, I'm not directing a tournament. You know, I got 20 weekends mm-hmm. next year where – they're gone. And then my daughter's playing travel softball. So those are Saturdays. So yeah, my fishing, my competing days are, are very, very limited next year. Um, I do, mm-hmm. I do have some fisheries that I love to go to a couple times a year in the mountains. I love to float rivers and chase big, large mouth and small mouth. So I will do more of the fun fishing. The thing you said you hate mm-hmm. next year. Um, hopefully just catch up with some people I haven't been able to fish with. I had an angler tell me, a couple months, uh, a couple weeks ago, man, I wish I knew you when you fished and you were learning all this stuff. <laughs> I was like, dude, we can still go fish together. Like, I know I'm the director, but like, we can go hang out. And like, so he was supposed to pre-fish with me this weekend and he's focused on another tournament. So he's not going to come with me. It, it's Wes. I, I mean, I'm not going to, I could talk about Wes. Oh, so Wes you finally gonna, name drop. I did name drop. Um, <laughs> I don't know how people get about, it. you know, I, I don't know, but Wes is cool, and and yeah. Wes and I have had some really good conversations. And uh, he was gonna come pre-fish Santee with me on Sunday because I'm pre-fishing for the state championship, and he's focused on winning his Hartwell event, so he's gonna focus on that. So, um, but yeah, so I, I guess all that to say, I'm probably not gonna fish anything other than one or two events in 2023, mm. which is crazy. And it's, yeah, and it's but it sounds like you're at peace with that decision, and you're happy where you are. And you can just take some time to fun fish. Yeah. And yeah. Not, and, 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 not and, have, and not have a, a pressure and not want to go sell your shit and you sink your boat at the ramp when you get back to it at the end of a shitty day. So I'm going to do a video. I'm not big on, on YouTube videos and, and video? filming myself like, like the hook sets are. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to do a video, though, of my last two seasons on the road with Hobie. Uh, definitely my 2022 season possibly my 2021 if I can remember enough about it, but definitely my 2022. And I'm going to do like a lake breakdown and a bait that I used and how I used it and what line and what rod. I'm going to do that whole video. And I might just do it live on StreamYard and guys can jump no, in. Don't do it live. That's going to get you to those 500 subscribers that we've been working so hard for on YouTube. <laughs> okay. So I'll do it. I'll do it on YouTube. So, yeah. and uh, just send it to my husband and give him. An extra yeah, free this dude's got me making YouTube videos in the middle of the freaking Susquehanna River this summer. <laughs> Crayfish all over my feet, and this dude's got me filming YouTube videos. But the uh, people want the they want the commish. They want the real deal. Look, YouTube so. videos are successful because you teach, you catch big fish, or you you have some kind of pain involved. That could be physical pain, <laughs> mental pain. They want to see you hurt, cry catch big fish or they want to learn something. So that's why I started talking about what I just started talking about to tell you that when I left the 2021 TOC in uh, Alabama on Lake Eufaula, I left in tears. I cried for about a half hour, like a little Mm -hmm. bitch. And uh, I went from 
the emotional roller coaster of I'm here, I got the cup, I gave everything to oh my god, I hate fishing, everything's for sale. To two weeks late, well, I was done. I told Mary, I'm done, I'm not chasing this shit no more. That's her, I'll bring her in here right now. <laughs> I was slapping, the I believe you. On. I threw it in the garage after. When was you following? November? I threw it in the garage, I swear to God, until that event in March. And uh, But like three weeks after that, I flipped it. And I was like, you know what? You follow broke me. Really, it was one fish that broke me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had a stringer to be seventh place in that event in the TOC. Didn't happen. But um, so it broke me. And I was like, I'm done. But I did the same thing I did after year six of TOC. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I belong here. I'm going for it, and if I make it, I make it, and I got one shot at it, and that shot was this year, and I shot my shot, and I'm in. So now I got to take one more one more jumper from the corner and see if I can drill it against 50 of the best. But, um, yeah, this is it. This is it for me. Stuff's going to get dusty after this. So we'll see. It did break Look me. Look at here, Hoss. Look at here, Hoss. If you would have recorded a ticky tack video of you crying with tears running down your face after that posted it, you would be tic tac famous right now. You have millions of views and subscribers. You wouldn't even need to post another video and they'd still be subscribing. I hung up on Mary. I was like, I can't even talk to you right now. I'm serious. I was I was fucked up. So what happened, yeah. I had a really good practice and, and I got on a bite that wasn't your general like oh go hit the bank and catch fish bite right it was something that i specifically know i'm good at it was an offshore alabama rig bite and i was like oh damn i'm gonna i can make some noise with this and friday i did really well i don't remember how many inches i had but i was like top 10 toc top 10 day one right and i was like oh shit okay so saturday i go out and i catch three fish in like six casts and i was like oh it's about to go down and i get to my offshore spot and they're gone and i was like Damn. So I had like three brush piles and I was like, all right, let me go to my brush piles. I catch one on a brush pile. So I got four keepers and it's like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I cast that A-rig up in there and I had either three or five hooks on it, but I throw an eight, an eight arm from true South. So I had to limit my hooks legally because I was in Alabama. I think the lake splits. I think I was in Alabama, whatever, three or five hooks. And if you fish an A-rig a lot, you know, big spotted bass, they want to kill it. They don't want to eat it. They want to kill it. So they swim through it, and they knock slack in your line. Well, I get it across that brush pile, and boom, and knock slack in the line, and I swing. And two hooks on the side came up with scales, and the hook that he mm. bit had no hook on it. The swim bait he bit mm. had no hook on it. Mm. So I'm like, oh, it's early. It'll be fine. Well, the only fish nope. I caught after that were four shorts, and three of them were eleven, were over eleven point seven five, and didn't touch twelve. But not enough. <laughs> I uh, literally yeah. one with two hands. I made it touch twelve, and I'd go to take the picture, <laughs> and he it wouldn't stay. Just, so yeah, Dude. Sunday I go uh. out three day tournament. Sunday I go out and I catch like seventeen keepers, flipping a worm. If I would have just had a twelve incher, I would have been. I think eighth, I think is the number. I think mm. it's eighth. If I would have had like a 15-incher or the one that killed the A-rig, I'm in like top five of the TOC. Yeah. So I, that like, oh, that feeling was just like, I can't even go back and celebrate Christine for winning. 
I can't even look at Jordan Marshall for winning AOI. Like, I love these guys, but like, I got to get the fuck out of Alabama. So I hit the road. I loaded the kayak. I strapped it, and I went straight home, and I was a mess. And uh, and then I, I just flipped it, and I gave it one last mm. run this year, and, and I lit the fire. And, and this year, no matter what happens, I'm putting the fire out, and I'm going to be okay with it. So I got to take a break. Days like- 12 years. Yeah. Shitty days like that, when I have those the worst days – and, you know, I, I, I'm i just joking when I get back shit for sale, but... No, you're not. You know, for I get minute, home and I internalize it. Do what? I said, for a minute, it's all for sale. You're not joking. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But, I'm no, I am I am joking. Hell no, I don't... I don't There's some things I don't sell, and fishing gear is one of them. <laughs> but the... I, I get... So, you know, I played sports my whole life, numerous. Through high school, I played three and four sports through high school. Played, played college football, you know... So I'm always self-internalizing and, and replaying shit. What could I have done better? By Sunday morning, I want to go back out and fucking fish again. And it, you know, not to not to throw the same thing or whatever. I just I I, I need yeah. to get back out there. Yeah, I need so to I need to whatever that drive is, and it's hard to articulate, but I you know, I, I have that that time period of like, yeah, I fucking suck, I'm I'm worthless, you know, this and that. But the next day, I'm like, shit, you know what? I'm going to, I need to go run on the dock and see if I can catch a brim. You know, I need to get back out there and try to fish again. The level at which you're miserable at, like, so I was miserable at the highest, the biggest tournament in the country, right? So I got to go tinkle. I'll be right back. For me, the crash after the biggest tournament was a bigger crash, and I needed a little bit of time to mentally recover. If it's like a 10 person tournament we're fishing and I crash, whatever. Next morning, I'm good. But, you know, yeah. it was just, it was a big one. I guess it all depends on where the stakes are. I guess that's kind of how I feel. When are you going to get out on the road with us? Or not with me anymore. In but, Hobie? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have enough. Vinny, I'm a teacher. Listen, trust me. I'm, I'm already it. giving Jeremy Heath $650 out of my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going to be great? Pizza. When you cut your when you cut your first check, it's gonna be you're gonna love it. It's gonna mean yeah. a lot to you. It's gonna well, be fun. Well, it messed me up winning that first co-ed event because that was my first time competing, and I was like top of the world high for a day, and then I crashed really low. Yeah, like, you can and ask Ryan. I was not okay after. It's gonna happen. It happens to all of us. Look, I mean, I like I just said, I gave my story, you know. But but what's what's awesome is when it all does come together. And it, it's going to. It happens to every angler. It comes together. And I don't really see you quitting. So no, I think it's going to come together before you quit. And it's going to mean so much more. Like my first win, it was Lake James. Um, and it was crazy. But my first win, like I'll never forget that day. Never. Never. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what it changed too. I used to never be able to sleep before a tournament. Never. I just, you couldn't do it. It was like you got like an hour and then you were at the lake. After that, after I got the first win, it was like, and I could sleep. See, I need that because I'm having turning nightmares. Yep. Like for a week. <laughs> no, I get out. it. It'll come. You'll get it. I'm telling you. You know, and then when it happens, it's going to happen in multiples. Like I won my first one and then like a month or two. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was like Norman. I won my first one. A month or two later, I won my second one and that one was on James. And like, it's just, you're going to. You're going to start putting things together. And that's why I kind of want to make some of these like helping videos. I've not done that enough. 
and I do got a little bit of knowledge about a, a bunch of different stuff in the game. I mean, I got experience. I don't know if you want to call it knowledge, but like I know how to catch a fish or two. So like I want to be able to help guys with that. I just haven't had the time to do it. It's not that I've not wanted to do it. It's I haven't had the time to sit down at a desk with a pile full of baits and be like, all right, this is what I do with this. You know, and I need to do that for a lot of the guys. And I'm going to try and I'm going to start with the the six events of misery that I ran around the country with this year (laughs) and show like, hey, this works on Wednesday and Thursday, but it damn sure doesn't work on Saturday. (laughs) Because I got a pile of things that I'll catch on Monday through Friday. Let me tell you. So so instead of. So instead of like pre-spawn, spawn, time of year, lures and techniques, you're going to have, all right, Wednesday, on Wednesdays and Thursdays when you're practicing, you're going to catch them on this. On Fridays, you're going to catch them on this. On Saturday, yep. ain't a goddamn thing going to work, and you're going to go home and cry. Uh, this is what this is what your screen on Mega Live is going to look like on Thursday. And then I'm going to shut it off. This is what your screen on Mega Live is going to look like on Saturday. That shit is boring. <laughs> man let me tell you i went up a stocky trip i had a whole plan everybody was like oh i'm gonna go offshore and catch smallmouth i was like man fuck that i'm going to the grass and i'm gonna catch largemouth tuesday morning i go out i catch 93 inches i think i had in largemouth i had a six and a half pounder that's a trophy in new hampshire my mega live oh, yeah. in this area that i found was like ding 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 ding. so i go back wednesday still there i go back thursday I'm not fishing. I'm just looking. I go back Thursday. I catch one fish. I leave. I'm like, we're good. So Saturday morning comes. We fly. I'm racing Hobies, right? I get there. One guy beats me. I'm like, hey, man, can we just kind of share this area? Like, this is where I was going to start. He's like, yeah, dude, fish. Dude, I put the Mega Live in the water. I was like, what? The structure didn't even look the same. I was like, is this the fuck? Is this the area? I that area for 35 minutes straight without one bite. On Tuesday and Thursday, I couldn't do anything wrong. Saturday morning, poof. I looked at the other guy. I said, you catch anything? He's like, nothing. I was like, ah, I give up. Wednesday through I'm good. Monday through Friday, I'm telling you. You don't want it with me on a Tuesday tournament. It'd be game time. <laughs> oh, so, so there it is. In 2024, Queen City is going to all Tuesday, Wednesday tournaments. But the weekends. Look, I'm y'all, in. y'all complain, y'all complain about the boat traffic on Norman and shit. Well, you ain't got to worry about it in 2024. No, baby. <laughs> These ain't no nightlies either. They regular ass six to four tournaments. You know they got an old man tournament on Norman on Tuesday morning. They call it the old man tournament. It's like twelve dollars, and it's you can have two people per boat, but you're not on the same team. So it's like I think it's like yeah. it might be like eight bucks. So, like, I would fish in the back, and I've done it before. I'm in the back for 8 bucks. He's in the front for 8 bucks, and we're fishing <laughs> against everybody for, like, $8 yeah. a head on a Tuesday morning. Yeah. What do you win? Like There's a Chick-fil-A combo? $37 or something? <laughs> yeah. Look, you, you win a $20 gift card to Bob Evans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. It, I don't know if it still goes down. This was, like, four or five years ago I fished it with William Hearn and uh, – we went out and we had a blast, and it was like it's like from like eight to twelve, I think, for like ten bucks. Oh, I don't know how often they do it, but um, last week or the week before, I was at Sharon Harris, and every every now and again on on Monday or Wednesday, I can I can get out for a couple hours from like eleven to one or so. And either last week or the week before, I got out there for a couple hours, and I was coming up. A guy was 
uh, older gentleman was said, yeah, we got a tournament out here today, middle of the day. They just out there fishing on Wednesday, and they see, so it's just a bunch of us retired folks out here fishing on Wednesday, so we don't have to put up with the bullshit on the weekends. I'm like, that's pretty damn smart, man. But they, I think they had like 10 or 12 boats out there. Dude, that's awesome. I wish I could fish during yeah. the week. Fish seem to bite better during the week. I don't know. Oh, well, shit. I, you know, in the middle of the week, when I've been able to get out there, the boat traffic's a lot less. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just, a, I think a little, you don't have to have your head on a swivel like you do on Saturday in, well, from May to August. I mean, it's and, just, it, and our lakes aren't even near as bad as y'all's because we don't have, do- all our lakes are state lakes. They're private. There's no docks. All yeah. three of them. There's no docks. Yeah. So we get a lot of traffic, but it ain't nothing like having 150,000 people with docks on Norman and they all have three or four boats. I mean, it's insane. And let me tell you something else that, is a big influencer to how the fish bite or don't bite on a weekend. When do they drop the water? They mess the water up on Saturday. It does. It never fails. <laughs> the water's up. The grass is covered on Monday yeah, through Friday. Yeah. Friday night, whoop, they pull that shit down. All the fish scatter. It's exactly what happened to me at New Hampshire. Exactly what happened to me at Santee on day one. And and I've I've come to realize that dropping water is the is absolutely my weakness. I don't know apparently how to adjust because dropping water, dropping water is terrible for anybody. Dropping water yeah. is the is a terrible condition to fish in. But did terrible. you ever just like recap it to yourself? Like, what the hell did I do wrong? What could I do different? That's the conversation I have every time the water drops. I don't know where they went. I have no idea. We could have gotten a job at Duke Energy to stop them from dropping the water. Yeah, Leave the button up. Don't pull today. Lake Watery. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've pre-fished Lake Watery. We don't talk about Lake Watery around here. God, I hate that place. But I I can't tell you how many times I've popped 70 on a Wednesday in a summer in a grass patch, in one grass patch. Go back Saturday. The whole grass patch is out of the water. Now what? Good. I just go home at that point. I got nothing else. So, <laughs> the fish, are, that's, that's the fish are still around there somewhere. They somewhere that's around they there. Say. They ain't going too are far. They? That's what they say. <sighs> Look, that's the either. other thing about our three lakes here. They're flood control lakes. They ain't generating a single lick of power. So oh, now they're true. down a little bit. They're, they pull them a little bit for winter pool, but it's not a bunch. Like the fluctuation for these lakes isn't, we don't have, it's just, Bo, this this area, this Raleigh area with the three big lakes, no docks, not a nary dock besides a little marina or a fishing pier. And they ain't pulling water and lifting water, you know, daily. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just a whole, it's a different place. Yeah. All the Queen City guys have been posting like, shit, you know, you can I tell. Know. The tournament's coming up and they're finally doing their homework because y'all have like 100 <laughs> posts. There ain't no docks on these lakes. What the hell am I going to do? Where? What am I going to – what? They're like, what the hell do you fish on these lakes? There's no docks. No, no docks, no there's fish. A, but there's the, the a ton of laydowns, and a laydown is a dock. Well, that's what they're going to need to fish. I mean, and and that's that's something that it's, – it's funny to me. When I'm home, Wiley, Norman, what do you do? You fish docks. You target docks. Deep docks, shallow docks, the backs of docks, the front of docks, black docks, white docks. But when I travel, I don't ever fish docks. Never. <laughs> I never. 
Fuck a dog. I never go to a lake in a, in a Hobie run, and I'm like, all right, where the hell, where am I going to flip docks all day? Hell no. I never do it. But here, mm-hmm. it's so normal. It's like what you do. Like, I fished a co-ed event with Mary a couple weeks, whatever it was, a month ago. I must have hit 75 docks that day. <laughs> I was like, but I went and fished Chickamauga in April, and I didn't hit one dock for a week straight. Look, if I so, got to go to a tournament and fish, a, like if if there's a dock bite on, and that's the only place you can catch a fish on that lake, I am not an accurate caster. I'm not a good caster. Like if you have to be skipping jigs and shit to the back of the dock, for, I'm 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 fucked. I'm 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 probably risking my life out there in the middle of the lake looking looking for a point or a hump. There's going to be fish there. But yeah. I'm probably risking my life to be out there because I I can fish a dock, but if it's if it's so tough, you got to be throwing shit to the damn bank underneath. Hell no! You talking about pinging boats and shit? Yeah, man. Uh-uh. No, and, I, ain't, and- I, I I like to sling it. I like to put my shit on there. I like to throw it as far as I can throw it, and then I work it back. I like being offshore. I hate Look being around. up in the docks. Look on the pro circuit, right? We'll just talk about Hank Cherry, right? Where are these guys cutting their teeth? They're cutting their teeth on Catawba mm. chain lakes, right? So they're super accurate, like you just said. Mm. We can put a Ned Catawba rig. Chain. Yeah. We could did I not say that? Oh no, I was just throwing oh. it back at Paul because he gave me a hard time about it. Oh, okay. So like no, y'all guys- y'all gave us a hard time for for repeating about asking them. <laughs> no, y'all didn't. Your husband kept saying, Shh, don't talk about that. <laughs> But yeah, these guys are putting a bait right where it needs to be 99% of the time because they're not fishing that, you know, they're obviously there's a deep offshore bite at, at a lake like Norman. And there's a couple areas on Wiley. But for the most part, you're fishing shallow. You're fishing a, a single pole. You're fishing a single foot wide opening in a float. So you have to be mm-hmm. accurate. And, and and that's a great point that you said. So what's we'll we'll And on the pro circuit. Yeah, and on the pro circuit, you hear them talk about North Carolina anglers, and they always say those guys are going to be throwing a jig. They're going to be chunking a jig. You know, they're going to do other stuff, but those North Carolina boys have a jig in their hand a bunch of times. Well, look, we are getting, Vinny, we're getting, we're getting to the point in the podcast where Tori's going to take over for a little while. Oh, All right, don't worry, Vinny. Just should, put on your seatbelt. We should have started this uh, about twenty minutes ago. But, like you know, you were worried. Exactly. No, Vinny, Vinny was yeah. worried about what the hell we're going to talk about for an hour and a half. And here we are already yeah. 10 minutes over. And we're Tori rolling. now is going to take over. And and this is the first time ever, Vinny, that uh, anybody's really taken over this section. So, so let me I just can't take tell you over. if it's going to be five minutes or 35 minutes. I hope you're uh, free Tori. for a few hours. Oh, Lord. Uh-huh. Have mercy. I okay, am, but Vinny's. I'm going to cut Paul off. Kids like mine. Go ahead. Go ahead. We are entering the only scripted section of this podcast, which you've never listened to, but don't you worry. This is the make (laughs) it or break it time. Um, I seriously doubt we're going to break your career, but we might at least give people reason to laugh at you. Laughing is fine. Not hate me would be good, though. Yes. All right. So this is our. Do I get at least one pass? No. Zero passes. Sorry, buddy. Um, Only scripted section. This is our shotgun round. The rapid fire questions. You don't get to think about these answers. Some of them I already know what your answer is going to be because I know who you are. Um, But you have to answer it. 
You can give me a little bit of reason. Paul's going to get mad at some of these answers. I already know he's going to be really mad at you about the first question. <laughs> All right. Disclaimer. So, I asked Disclaimer. you the question. She ha- Disclaimer. She has some questions I don't even know she's asking. Yes. So, um, uh, I some of these are the ours, but some of these are hers. With some extras. So me and the girls <laughs> so do a few extra coming. questions. But you and the girls? What girls? The, the Queen City <laughs> girls. Oh, my ladies, my my Amanda's and Shelly's. I only ca- the I call them the girls. I don't call the them queens. Them. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. We're going to start with the Babcast questions first. Crocs or flops? I've never worn a croc in my you life. You have to say one or the other. Flops. Okay. I knew it. This, this, is, this is sad. This is sad. Already. The sad day, baby. But he'll wear I'm hey shaving your head. Well, hold on. If we're gonna if we're gonna continue to talk, I'm gonna tell a little story. My daughter wore Crocs for the first time last week at softball practice. Oh. I've never worn a Croc. We don't own Crocs. We're not going to buy Crocs. No, we're we just Crocs. don't do it. Ain't going in four wheel drive. There is no sport mode. <laughs> you got Adidas slides. <laughs> See, that's some Yankee shit right there. That's, that's some, some fucking Yankee shit. We're looking for a new club to fish now. After that, I can give you some places that pay like two hundred you- bucks. You, you probably um, wear you probably wear socks with those slides too, don't you? No, so I really try not to. That bothers me, like from a mm. I don't want to say fashion, but like a look. My wife does that, and I'm like, babe, what are you doing? Take the socks off. He has like, a no, thing to maintain. I did yeah. just pick up the hey dudes, but go ahead, go ahead. What's next, shotgunner? All right, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Nah. Okay. Would you rather spend more on a rod or a reel? Where are you putting the money? I can't think. No. Really fast. What would it be? Come on, Benny. Let's go. I'll just say real, but oh my God, there's so much to that answer. We we know that, but that's why we, we know that. We know that. There's a lot. I did a podcast with Armand on on Bass Cack and and beers about it, but we asked that question because we want to know what the hell, if you had $1,000 to spend, rod or real? It's just, that's hard. I'll just say real because I said it, but man, that's yeah, a tough one. There you go. Yeah. It is. All right. Now picture it. You're on the lake of your choice. Maybe you're happy. You're fun fishing. Maybe you're not fun fishing. Maybe you're tournament fishing. But you're having a grand old time, but you only got three hours out there. Are you going to want to catch five two-pounders or one seven-pounder? You got to fix your question. I need to know if I'm tournament fishing. No, too bad. No, no, I I'm you're like, fishing. You're catching you're three fishing. hours. You're fishing. One fifth. You Three hours five you're fishing. Three hours you're fishing. That's so stupid. I'll take a seven. Okay. <laughs> but I, it's, I don't, oh God, I don't like that question. I didn't make that one. That one's the Babcast, not Tori. Well, just if. What the but, fuck is the Babcast? It's what I call you guys. Bass and Brews, Bab, B-A-B. <laughs> oh my. Babcast. No, but like oh. really though, because like it matters. If tournament day, I don't want just one fish. I don't ever fish for the big bass plaque. If I get it, I get it. I don't ever fish for it. So if it's tournament day, I want my five two-pounders because now I got 90 inches. Yeah. So that's a that's a that's a loaded one. Yeah, that that one every that one gets everybody. Yeah. Everybody gets tripped up on that one. The rods and real one's loaded too, but we can have that conversation another All time. All right. I feel like I know your answer on this one, so I'm curious if I'm going to get it right. Because I have a prediction. Wacky rig or Texas rig? Oh, 100% wacky rig. All right, how to feel it? You want a story? 
Yes. Yep. <laughs> you ready for this? Chris Goodwin and Matt Sandifer will tell you, I don't ever throw a Texas hurt. And both of them will tell you they have told me 10 million times to throw a Texas hurt. Is he over there shaking his head like, how did I ever oh, no, lose He's just two? looking interested. We're taking so, notes. <laughs> so I never throw, never. Check it out, never, right? So we go to Wisconsin. Now, I had to check my stuff for Wisconsin. I really couldn't bring much. I had to bring five outfits or whatever it was. Um, I packed eight reels. They're the only gear I brought, and I borrowed the rods. I packed and checked my reels, and I packed two tackle boxes. Do you know what I didn't have in any of those tackle boxes intentionally was worm hooks and weights because I don't Texas rig. So we're out there and we're fishing, and Matt's catching them on his Texas rig. And I'm catching them a little bit on what I'm doing. And my bite dies. He's still catching them, but they're shorts. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, I'm flipping a creature. And I was like, all right, I'll throw a shaky head. I throw a shaky head out there. I can't get bit. Hour later, I can't get bit. He's still catching bites. He's getting fish. I'm like, dude, it, it really can't be a difference. I put it out there. He puts it out there. He sets the hook. I'm like, dude, come give me a hook. The only reason I'm going to the TOC is because Matt gave me five five-out hooks and five three-eight-ounce weights, and I Texas rigged for the last four hours of Saturday, which I haven't done in years just to get a limit. So, no, I do not ever Texas rig, and I know it's a weakness of mine. That It's not really a weakness. I just don't do it. Like, I need to do it more. Sorry. So next much, question. No, that was a great story. How many hooks and bullets, bullet weights did you order when you got home to rig up Texas rigs? No, no. You, the stupid shit is I have it all. I have it all. I I just don't use it. I must have spent, I probably spent $100 plus on TKO Tungsten at the beginning of the year. The box is loaded. I got it, dude. I got it. I got this size. I got that size. I got gray. I got black. I got punching weights. I got worm weights. I got it all. I got one, two, three, four, five hour hooks. It just never goes in the water. Never. Never. Fuck that two hundred. <laughs> fuck that two hundred dollars. This shit ain't worth it. The next time we do a podcast, if I ever get the invite back, we'll do it in front of my tackle wall. So instead of looking at this nonsense, everybody could look at all the stuff that's hanging out. It could up be there. like a big giveaway. You can start raffling stuff off. I probably could give so much away. It's Ooh, we need to do that one at we're gonna do that one in-house and I'm gonna come. And I'm going to just, you know, every time we talk about a lure or something, I'm just going to pull one off and put it in my pocket, you know. <laughs> then we can try it. We can look at your tips and we, me and Paul will go out and test it and see if it actually works. I'll tell we'll you, man, it's like, I am, well, I don't know. I don't want, I won't say what type of fisherman I am in case you got more questions about this kind of stuff, but. I don't know what you're going to ask, but wacky rig, go next. Okay, next question. And I already know the answer on this one. So prove my prediction correct. Slow jams or hype music? Oh, there ain't no slow jams happening. No, if you would have said slow jams, I would have thrown my hat. I would have found something <laughs> on my tackle wall behind me to throw. I mean, I probably would have woke my children up screaming yeah. bullshit. Because their rooms are above the garage where I do this podcast, and my daughter runs into my into our bedroom some nights, going, "I'm hearing voices because I'm screaming at somebody answering a question wrong." Do you you know who I'm like really really feeling lately? And like the more I listen to him, I love him. Is Hardy Hardy? 
Like, oh yeah, I'm a I like them. My husband does not. I'm a huge Hardy fan. Hardy sold out. Brenneman, Mr. Hooksets, look up Hardy sold out and let me know if you like that song. I don't even I don't know, know who know. the fuck that is. It's the rednecker guy. You might think yeah. you're redneck, but I'm rednecker than you. Yeah. I ain't never heard of that. Is that is, oh, it's Ginger Billy? Is that Ginger Billy? No, Hull? it's a freaking no. country music artist. Oh, yeah, I don't have I want to see if that song is new. Is, is he as good as Colt Ford? So I, I love Colt, Colt Ford. Ford. Colt Ford is actually how I got into country music. I listened mm. to Colt Ford because of David Golding. He got me into Colt Ford. <laughs> oh, Paul Paul. Yep, which transferred me hey, over Paul. to Brantley Gilbert, which opened up this whole country realm you guys probably don't know this but i am still to this day i listen to like hard hip-hop like hip-hop well we know that we well, we've heard the music like, that you made my husband put on the videos exactly so <laughs> you know so you like, listen to this thing clown posse in that hard hit hip-hop that i, I used to listen to icp back in the day but um <laughs> me too i want no juggalo but i listen to their shit yeah so I love Tom McDonald right music, now, and I know you. that's probably a lot of people probably don't even know who that is. But I'm a big Tom McDonald fan. Listen to it; you might like it, Tori. I'll give it a go. Normally, uh, I like the really time. depressing stuff that makes you want to go outside and <laughs> never come back in. It's not country. It's a whole. It's a. It's a rapper. It's a white rapper. Oh, oh wait! I know it, who you're talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. We can't go further, or we'll break the rules. That's it. That's why I stopped. Yes, so, I know exactly who you're talking about. All right, yeah, we're gonna take so, a break from the Babcast questions. I got my questions. Let's get it. All right, so <laughs> the first two are mine. <laughs> Question one. I'm listening. Rest of your life, oh, are you only catching little tiny 10 inch or less dink bass or super big giant cats? Catfish? Yeah. <laughs> no. Either that. baby bass or giant cats. Baby bass. All right, baby bass. All right. If you had to. I've never heard this one, so I'm answering both. these two. I've never heard no. these. I'm answering two. Fuck I a asked this question on my podcast. Fuck a, fuck a catfish. I will catch yeah. the smallest bass in the lake before I catch the, a 20-pound catfish. You made it sound fish. like you loved catfish whenever I was on the catfish run. Every I time I catch I, I just wanted you to feel good. But Thank if you. I, I ever that. were to post, if I ever were to post my fishing videos that are record every time I go out with two cameras, if I were to ever post them, when I catch a catfish, if Curse. I don't bleep out shit, but if I did, it would be minutes of nothing but. I so, hate the. But at, but, hey, at the at the state championship at Baden, ten pound catfish on a drop shot. I thought I had something. Ten pounds, it comes up flip flopping around, won't fit the fucking net, mother. Sorry, ass <laughs> slimy bastard. I it hate them, but I love catfish. them. I fucking hate them. I don't want nothing to do with them. But you know, the catfish off. TikToks, they get the most views and they give me more followers. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for no catfish. Ain't nobody got yes, time right. for the whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next Tory question. You have to choose one. Which one do you think's better to have on your kayak? Power pole or your mega live? Mega live oh. all day. Okay. All but right. I don't have to now, choose. I got them both. I got. The girls' questions. <laughs> did you hear me? <laughs> Go ahead. No. I did. I said I got to choose. I got them both. But you can only have one. One <laughs> dead pole, to you. Power pole. I'll give a huge shout out to power pole. Power pole in the river is money. Like 
if you fish moving water like I fish moving water, power pole is phenomenal. If you are an extreme shallow fisherman like a lot of our guys are, money. Me, I'm not afraid to be offshore. I like deeper points. I like deeper docks. So I don't use the power pole in those situations. Now, Mega Live, I'm not saying I'm mm. good with it, but man, it could be fun. All right, Shelly, our dear sweet shells, she asks, um, because, you know, it's Halloween time, just about, I don't know if you do the Halloween or not. Yeah. Okay. Not everybody does. Sorry, that might have broke a rule, too. That's a rule right. right there. Even thinking about it, it's a rule breaker. All right. So, zombies or vampires? Just in general? <laughs> in general. Or maybe if you had to fall in love, because I'm a romantic, is it a zombie or vampire? Or would you rather watch a zombie movie, a vampire movie? Uh, we'll go zombie simply because I haven't watched a vampire movie ever. Like, probably okay. something like five. So, zombies. Look, all right, and yeah. then give me vampires all day long. True Blood, like vampire. vampire Diaries. Look, I watched Never them all. Them. Never seen them. What about the Twilights? Did you get into the Twilights? Never seen them. What about the Dahmer series, though? So let me tell you no. about the Dahmer series. <laughs> no, right now, right now, I'm watching Winks. The no something. I can't remember. Fuck it. Go ahead, Tor. Is it the one about the fairies? <laughs> What? Yes. The one about yeah. the fairies? Oh. Okay. It's it's the Winx saga. Something the Winx saga. It's on Netflix. Anyway. Dude, if it's got it's saga behind it. <laughs> All right. Amanda's question. Um, it's it's similar to my question, but she hasn't heard this part of the podcast, so she really wasn't sure what to do. She says, Would you rather have a lifetime of catching bluegills, little nibblers, or you only catch one more bass for the rest of your life? I didn't write the question. It was Amanda. That's a fucked up question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I choose bass, I can't. That's a lifetime. <laughs> You're done. Tori. I got to go blue. You should have vetted these blue. questions before you I'm, ask them. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I'm not the nicest person. This is, the portion, of the, this is the portion of the podcast. Yeah. I give a lot of angry faces. I'm not this nice. And so this is me being nice and asking her question. I'm putting Look, a rally cap on. Rally there, is a time, there is a time for going fishing and catching 30 dinks. There is a time for going fishing with one bite in mind. I have not been able to live those times very often because I've been competing for so long. So when I do fish in the future, there are times where those will exist. One of those lakes I go to every year, I... Don't care what size they are. I just love to catch them. But then if I go on day one and I just catch them, my mindset for day two changes and I go to whack a big one. And, I, you know, so there are times those questions make sense. But the catfish and the bluegill thing, ah. Uh, the catfish, it was a catfish or a baby dink. Okay? I'm a bass guy. I'll just, Amanda's question was bluegill forever or only one bass for the rest of your life? Yeah, No. Gotta go, I guess. I don't think I could choose the answer on that one. Yeah, that's tough. All right. I won't ask Amanda for her input again. (laughs) Shelly's question was better. All right. Paul, can I ask the last question, the big question? Yes, but we have a couple that you you are... No, I I want to ask the big one, the one that you didn't put in there. The make it or break it. You're either going to live or die by your answers question. Yes, yes. You can ask it, but um, there's a couple more that I left out. Oh, Lord. 
Hold on. No, no, no. We're not there yet. There's no, 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 no. Tori, there are three more questions that we always ask that I wanted to ask. So I didn't send them to you. See, you thought you had a memorized. I told you at the beginning of the show, you can have a memorized one. It comes down to starting <laughs> to ask them on the show. You're going to fucking forget. That's why I All pull right, out my phone after 80 episodes. <laughs> All right, Benny, I've got three more that she did not ask that we always ask. Uh-oh. Hold on, hold on. My world is walking in. Hi, Izzy. What's Hi. up, homie? Remember me? Hey. Remember Tori? <laughs> <laughs> that weird guy up there. He runs this podcast. I don't really know why they still want to talk to me, but they keep talking to me. Mm-hmm. You go we need better too? friends. That's why. You like fishing? <laughs> What's your biggest bass? Uh, two pounds. About two pounds. You love awesome, that girl. Two pounds. What'd you catch it on? Uh, I don't know. Netrick? Yeah. Wacky? Rig? It was either a net or a wacky. I'm gonna go with Nice. What's your favorite? He lake? looks like a Ned girl. Say it again. What's your favorite lake? Lake Joe Cassie. Yes. Oh. Nice. We can catch some smallies there, right? Yeah. <laughs> there Dear Mr. Smallmouth. <laughs> Give me a kiss. <laughs> Mwah, love you. You want to sleep? Good night, sweet Mwah, girl. Mommy. Night. Love you, buddy. Bye. 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 And that's why you can walk away from it. <laughs> That well, my kids will come in here too and give it. They want to, they like to be on camera and say the little thing, but yeah, that's right. I can, I can understand it, man. She's getting to that age where, especially with yep. travel ball, yep. that, that's a year round thing now. It ain't, yep. it ain't like when we played ball. All right. Go ahead. Do you eat large, do you eat large mouth bass? I did forget that question. Oh my goodness. You're right, Paul. I've never eaten a bass. Oh, wow. That's okay. Me disappointing. Neither. It's disappointing. They're delicious. Yeah, They're delicious. It's, it's healthier for the lake to 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 keep your five and eat them bastards. Uh, there's studies that yeah, have been I mean, done that show the fish that that were caught and released, their offspring bit less than the ones that were caught and ate. Facts. But we've I didn't done make the harvest event. Up yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, ooh, that that's cool as shit. We're running out of time. That is cool as shit. Real quick, I within one no minute, schedule. Vinny. Within one minute, Vinny, tell us about the harvest event real quick because that's cool as shit. So we were, you know, the theory was to try to make Norman better and to remove a lot of the baby spotted bass and put the F1s in at the same time. So, I mean, we got rid of, you know, a ton of under 16-inch spotted bass and I didn't want to just kill them, so we donated them to the Raptor Center. We fed the birds, the eagles, the raptors, and um, it was fun. I, I'm not, fun. I'm not huge on killing fish. I do understand taking your five is going to help everything in the long run, um, but yeah, we we haven't done it again. I'm not, I'm not in the huge mood to do it again. I don't like seeing all that dead for no reason, and I know we did feed the birds, but you know, Lake Norman is doing well, so I think what the community did was helping. I will say that. Yeah. Now y'all just got to fix Wiley. All right. Have you ever eaten beaver? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I got to be careful. It's, it's delicious. Next In the wintertime, find you a trapper 
and and we'll get some. It's delicious. Cook it like you would a pig, pulled pork, barbecue. Oh my god, it's so good. The real beaver, Penny. You dirty get Chad Walton right. to barbecue beaver for us next year at Murray. There we go. I guarantee you, there is somebody in Queen City that traps beaver that that can get one to cook and eat. I guarantee you there's got to be. We'll just Blaine get Dustin. We'll get hand jobs adventure. Yes, oh, man. yes, hand job does it. This yeah. took a damn turn at the two hour mark, didn't it? <laughs> Beaver and hand jobs. All right, two hour mark. <laughs> Jesus, I could have got it. Nobody sent me an email that at 10 o'clock it was not I didn't have a warning. No this is text message. 10 o'clock. This is, All why, right. this is why we want to end this shit early, but Tori kept, I mean, you kept talking. All right, no, this, this is my last question. And then Tori has the the most important question you'll probably answer in your entire life unless you're going for like a $500,000 job interview. But this one, Alex Rudd, overrated or underrated? I don't even know who that is. Get out. Leave. Who is it? I, I don't want you to leave, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny. He's a big YouTuber. Does a podcast. Fishing guy. Yeah, I'll just tell you I've never listened to one YouTube. podcast and I don't have time for YouTube. But how you not know who it's the okay. redster is? But, I've never heard uh, of him. Well, look, we have had people that only that have told us the only reason I know who that is is from this podcast. I'm like, that's how that I knew who he makes, was. But now I love that him. shit. Makes my heart, yeah, that shit makes my heart feel good because I, I like we have one like eight listeners. I like one YouTuber. Who? Who? Answer with Ryan. What? That's right. That's it. <laughs> All right, you won the podcast. That's it. So I like my boy. That's it. Sets with Ryan. That's it. I got. I don't even know who this. What does he talk about? This Alex Rudd dude. He ain't talking about me because he hasn't brought me on his channel. Who is he? No, but Alex Rudd is great. It, he's got a big beard. He yeah, knows who funny. I am. That's what matters. <laughs> Look, guys, I'll be. You know, like honestly, like for real, like I don't, I don't really watch TV other than NFL football. I do. I've Thank never you. listened to one. So you're a Jets podcast. fan. Unfortunately, I'm a Jets fan. Um, I knew it. I could see it in your eyes. I could yes, see. I could see the sadness. Yeah, I could see the yeah, sadness I'm, dripping from your yeah. nose. Yeah, that's pain. That's what that is. That's pain. Um, yeah, I don't. I've never listened to like a Joe Rogan podcast. I like music. So when I do, and I'm not on the phone, I'm listening to music on my drives. Um, mm-hmm. I do got a group of buddies that when I take these long drives, they call me and they're like, Hey man, I'm gonna kill this hour. Let's catch up. You know, Chad Walden calls oh, I'm me. I'm gonna start doing in. that. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these, I got a 12 and a half hour drive to Texas. Holla at your boy. But, um, oh, shit. I, I, I just, be careful not, what you wish know, for. Man. And when I'm home, I got little one. Vinny, Vinny, you don't have to, you don't have to give us a reason why to, you don't look at the social media. We don't yeah. give a shit. All you had to do was answer the question, and that's fine. That you question. said he's he's uh, he's overrated. That's all I heard. Oh, is that what you heard? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's all I heard. <laughs> you might have heard what you wanted. All right, to Tori. Yeah, Vinny, Vinny, listen to Tori. I hope. All right, Tor, Vinny, listen to Let Tori. Let me set Tori, it up. I've listened to you enough, I, Paul. Don't fuck, do it. Don't, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. All right, Vinny. As us anglers, we like to eat sandwiches. So, what are your three top sandwich proteins? 
Picture yourself. You got a sandwich. What three? No, proteins? you just asked the question, Tori. Don't go. You asked it perfectly. <laughs> Don't elaborate. Don't All right. Elaborate. Three top sandwich proteins and go. Does it have to be on the water? No, you can eat it anyway. Just top three turkey. sandwich proteins. Turkey. Turkey. Chicken and bacon. Okay. You can't not have safe, bacon. All, all safe answers. All safe Nobody's answers. Nobody's going to come I, for you tonight after those answers. No. no. You 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 answered you answered nothing nothing extravagant or crazy that we need to talk about, but you didn't say cheese. And I like mozzarella. you didn't say Yeah, but you don't eat a fucking mozzarella sandwich, do you? But yes, you, you do with tomatoes. Let me tell you. You you want I no I protein. hate I Mary, my great wife that's in there. Well, I told her to pop on tonight, but she's probably like, what the hell are you still doing? Um, <laughs> she will eat a sandwich every day of the week. Me, I hate sandwiches. But I've come to realize in my older age, I hate cold sandwiches. I could eat, oh, yeah. I could eat like a, a Philly cheese or like a chicken bacon ranch or like a grilled cheese. But I've realized I want it to be hot. I want a warm sandwich, melted cheese. That's probably yeah. That's probably a northern thing though, right? Because y'all are that means y'all are eating hot sandwiches. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I want a hot sandwich. You know what I have? I'm not saying I time? don't want one. <laughs> what I have? Jersey Mike's for the first time, like six oh. months ago, for the first time ever, mm. and I was like, oh, it's pretty good. It's warm, and my wife got some like cold fucking turkey sandwich, and I was like. <laughs> No, like it's good. Like they cooked it. I want it cooked. I'm right. that, that's what I want. <laughs> I don't eat no I ain't eating no damn sushi sushi sandwich. That fucking cold cut on a bed. It's cold. Well, you yeah. didn't yeah. say we could argue about protein and cheese, even though I do have that argument with my eight-year-old son uh at least four times a day when he <laughs> says, Can I have a snack? I says, Yes, it has to be healthy. And so we go, I, I get ready mentally so I don't get upset. He starts going through the candy and the crackers and the Pop-Tarts and the shit. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. And he goes to cheese. I'm like, boy, that ain't a protein. Yes, it is. So you didn't say cheese. You also didn't say spinach. Uh, the Ooh. greatest answer we have ever had on this <laughs> was spinach. What? A spinach sandwich. That was our good friend, Bailey Eigbrick from the Serious Angler podcast. And you probably know who Bailey is through the Hobies. I know the yep. name. Yeah. He's uh he Well, if you spinach, ever see him, but... throw spinach at him. <laughs> I don't know if he's in the top 50. I don't know if he's on the list. Uh, yeah, he's won like three, two or three events this year. No. From Take New, a bag of from New York. Yeah. he's He lives in Buffalo. He okay. won, what was, yeah, he's. He's he's in the top ten for sure, Bailey. Well, you'll see. Yeah, down no, I, the I didn't say spinach is not ever going to be on a list of anything. Look, I will put it on a sandwich that has a a a meat on it, but I ain't eating no spinach sandwich. And I did grow up eating mayonnaise sandwiches: a piece of bread, two inches of mayonnaise, another piece of bread, and just eat it like a sandwich. Now I love mayonnaise on my sandwiches, but like I've never had a mayonnaise sandwich, and I know for damn sure. That's Southern thing. <laughs> so are you mayonnaise. eating Miracle Whip or are you eating real mayonnaise? I don't eat Miracle Whip. Okay, mayonnaise. good. You That's a salad Dukes, dressing. Then? Not Dukes. Oh. Hellman? Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. 
but, we'll, but, we'll let that slide. But again, I'm not. You're not coming to my house and seeing me making a sandwich. Period. I, a peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> so you're just not like I'm not gonna be like, babe. What's for dinner tonight? I'm making sandwiches. The fuck out of here. No <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. Saturday on the water because it'll keep me alive. Right. It's got a little bit of sugar. Got a little bit of peanut energy. We're gonna be all right. Gonna fill you up. That's it, dude. Otherwise, I'll grab a lunchable and and eat that on the water. Ugh. I don't eat. I, know, I don't eat when I'm fishing. Yeah. So you got. Here's the issue that you run into on the water. You don't have time to eat because you don't have a limit. Or if you have a limit, you don't have time to eat because you got to call out that last one. So there is just never yeah. time to eat. So I, I do I do not eat, but I, I have practiced it. I, I fast a lot. So I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Yeah. All right. Look, we have gone way over the time limit that we set for ourselves. Tori mm-hmm. was so job here was to keep us on track. She royal fucked that up. But what am I supposed she, to do? Cut off the commission? <laughs> Sounds oh. like that was your your job. Yes, yes. But yes. he he you never talked. Not going. Look, you just let no, it I'm just way. kidding. There you go. No, that that coffee fun. kicked in. <laughs> that coffee kicked in at about 41 minutes. You noticed? You could tell. You could tell. So look, we're at the end of the podcast meeting. You've already shouted out some of your sponsors. Shout out um, sponsors, friends, family, anybody you know, that, that helps you with fishing and that has helped Queen City. Um, Wait just, a minute. Just anybody. Okay. Before he starts, I just want you to know, Vinny, that um, I think like the second or third person that I thanked before I even thanked myself and gave a shout out to myself was you. So keep that in mind Thank whenever you, you're thinking of the order in which you're going to call out my name. Yes. She <laughs> thanked, gonna... she thanked her. She thanked herself, Vinny. I but you before herself, but yes. Do I have to thank myself? I that two cans of wine. <laughs> Just two? Yeah. Three. She was on that third <laughs> can at the end of that podcast. You had something else to drink after the second one for sure. <laughs> oh, all right, Benny. Holler, holler, at you, holler at your sponsors or and, and all the all the folks. Yeah, I, I'm going to start with you all for bringing me on and, and let me just chill. Uh, I don't get a chance to chill too much, but um, thanks for having me. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I was nervous before tonight. I'm not going to lie, but I will come back anytime you ask me to come back, if Why ever. So nervous to come on this shitty podcast. I mean, geez. I know. I guess if I fuck up on the are going to watch it anyway, so it'll be all right. That's right. But, That's right. That's right. And three of them we have to pay, so they probably <laughs> just have it on the volume all the way down. <laughs> but uh, my wife, obviously, for letting me uh, – do what we've done here with Queen City and and let me run all over the country trying to compete still in my little bit of free time. And um, obviously all the anglers with Queen City, thank you all for being here. And I do have some personal sponsors who sponsor me throughout the year. You know, Native Watercraft, always making sure I'm in a boat that's up to date. And uh, if I ever need parts, they show up. Uh, Burley Pro for always sending me the, the brand new product I need. Dakota Lithium for always keeping me powered on the water. Carolina Custom Rods, you know, those are all, almost all the rods I throw at Carolina Customs. Um, those are my – I really hope I'm not forgetting somebody. Oh, those are my personal <laughs> sponsors. I got to make sure, man. Um, and then I'm not going to run through the whole list of sponsors for Queen City. I touched on a few already. You know, the big expansion is the big news for 2023, and that's Native Watercraft, Big Adventures, Boondocks. 
Obviously, Rock Outdoors is a big part of what we're doing. And then every other sponsor that's on the banner that I know I will screw up if I try to go through you all. <laughs> so I love you all. This is a great relationship we have, and I appreciate you all. Um, I got to give a shout out to AJ with the Hobie series. We, we mentioned that series a, a ton tonight. That is the only series I get to participate in. And it's nice. I miss the days of being able to show up and just go fishing. Nobody's asking me what time the identifier comes out and what ruler I can use. And it's nice to just show up, go fishing, suck and go home. So, um, you know, shout out to him and the great, great series they have going over there at Hobie giving guys all over the country an outlet and a way to compete on a very, very high level. Some would say the pro level, you know, I get that question. Are you a professional fisherman? Because people who are outside of our little world, they see the logos and they see this and they see that. And I tell them, no, I'm not a professional, but I think I fish on the professional circuit. And they're like, professional. Yeah, they're like, what the hell does that mean? You're not a professional, but you fish on the professional circuit. And then I got to go into this whole explanation of, well, I'm fishing with people who are professionals. Like, I, I don't really, like, even know what Hobies consider themselves. But I think Hobie Bass Open Series is the professional circuit. So, yeah, I fish on that. And, uh, you know, it's fun and exciting. And it's been fun for the two and a half years I've been able to, to give it a run. And uh, and we'll just see what the future holds. And, and maybe I'll come back on next year and have to thank a whole new batch of people when I win the Bassmaster Classic in March. And... Hold up the blue trophy. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank but, yeah. you. I've got one. I've got one announcement to make with this. We will. So Vinny reached out to me. It's been about three months ago now about uh, doing partnering with Queen City to do uh, some tournament recap podcasts with with their folks. And Alex and I and Vinny and talked, and we are going to do that. Um, we're not going to start it till Alex gets back and gets settled in. So it, we might get an episode out for the TOC later in the year. I'm not sure. But start next year, definitely, we're going to have – it's going to be in addition to our every week podcast. It is not going to be – it is not going to be two and a half hours long. We're going to keep it at that, that 45 minutes to an hour. But it's not going to be your typical recap of uh, of that. We're going to have – you know, we might have one person on. We might have two or three people on. But we're going to recap that tournament, um, small fish, because they do a small fish pot, big fish, um, you know, first person out of the money, the last, whoever we can get on from that uh, tournament to talk about that and, and to, to highlight some of the Queen City anglers and what they're doing around there. When Vinny reached out to us, we we specifically didn't ever go into the tournament side of because there's a ton of podcasts about that. But when he reached out and – and it being local, plus a lot of these tournament anglers in Queen City fish nationally, we thought it was a good opportunity for us to maybe try out doing something like that with with the Bass and Bruce spin to it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the campfire, the campfire shooting the shit type conversation. So we are going to do that. We, we, we might be able to get an episode or two out at the end of the year, but we're definitely going to start it up when the season 2023 starts. So y'all be looking for that coming out soon. And Vinny, we appreciate that opportunity to do that. That's uh we're we're excited to to do that. Yeah, Look, I wanna, this I has been you all. Oh. I want to help you all get yeah. out there. And I want to help Both. guys what we say get their shine on, man. I want guys to yeah. get their shine. You know, I don't I don't need the shine. I need the guy who is paying the entry fee busting his behind 
to get the shine. So that's I think that's gonna well, be awesome. Yeah, Vinny made a Vinny had me on Sunday for a few minutes. I tried to get on more, but he was he was fighting that I'm I'm gonna say he didn't want me <laughs> on. He was fighting that damn stream yard, that the stupid stream yard. But anyway, he had me on and then he made a post for Bass and Brews through Queen City. And I don't get the dings on my phone, but when I go to Facebook, I get the notifications. I'm like, what the fuck? What the hell's going on here? We got like 85 notifications for for the Babcast, as, as Tori <laughs> has labeled it tonight. <laughs> the Babcast are all these new people. And I, I finally get a chance to scroll down and look and see. And you'd made a post. And then Mark, Mark Glendy, who's a, a past guest mm-hmm. co-host and, and past guest, uh, linked a bunch of, of stuff there. So we're excited for the opportunity to work with y'all on that. Y'all be looking on what's coming out with that. This has been Bass and Brews. Vinny, thank you for coming on, dude, sharing your story. Uh, for folks looking to start or folks that are already TD and trails, you know, there's some information in here that would be good. I'm sure Vinny, and you tell me no or yes, but Vinny would be probably be open for to contact him for ideas and stuff like that. Um, they, they are an anomaly, but they're a good goal to shoot for. And if you're just halfway there, um, your club is going to be successful and people are going to have fun, uh, fun at it. That's the biggest thing. Tori, thank you for co-hosting. It was amazing. <laughs> this was awesome. Had the time of my life. Yep. Yep. Your sole job was to keep us, uh, you know, in the time frame. you fucked that up, but I tell you what, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It was fun having you on. This was fun. This was awesome. Look, guys, this is Bass and Brews podcast. Check out Hookset Hoodlums. This will be number 80. And Alex is back soon. So I cannot wait. Thank goodness. So I don't have to do all the shit by myself. I do too. Jeez, I might take a damn hiatus when he gets (laughs) back to make him do all the shit. No, I'm just kidding. But thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate the support. All the Facebook likes, stars. whatever do all that bullshit i don't care if you do it or not we enjoy listening we enjoy the feedback y'all have a good night this is bass and brews podcast y'all hang out a minute before you sign off there benny and tori hey oh